Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. Live action, fellas, has begun. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, live from Studio 34, Main Studios. Kicking it. It's, uh, Happy hour set to begin. I see there's an army of waitresses. Um, there's uh, an army of uh, jackasses uh, waiting to get into the elevators <laughs> to be served by the army of waitresses. <laughs> jackasses. As it's, it is uh, Friday, except this place used to be more rockin', Cam. It used to be Rockin' Riley's here. It was uh, The place is called Rockin' Riley's, and... It's not, not so rockin'? No, no, like it's more... It's still packed. Right now it's empty, but you know it, it's going to go from empty zero to sixty in like in the next forty-five minutes type of deal. But like Rock and Riley's, you know, they used to sort of be like you know louder music, and it was sort of younger people. Now it's just sort of guys that look like they want to be Donald Trump. It's not Donald Trump, but it's sort of dudes. I've noticed too that a lot of heavy set guys are rich. There's a pattern, Cam. What? Uh, fat, uh, yeah, yeah, bigger, yeah, like yeah. Long story short, I've yeah, seen a lot of should. fat guys they, in nice suits and stuff in this hotel. Yeah, they, they, well, they eat, they eat well, Gabe. A lot of those Good guys point, are those like steaks. a bigger guy, but uh, that, yeah, lots of porter houses. You know what? Another thing, lobster with the clarified butter, high calorie. They live uh, bigger men with girth live a bigger lifestyle. They like to plow uh, quality foods. Yeah, it's like our friend. Uh, it's like our friend Wilbur, Bill Waters. Like, you know, Waters oh, lives, yeah. he's rich, and, like, you can just tell, like, he's got, like, you can just see he's eating steak, he's all red, and, like, he's sort of, like, little he sweats port- portly. Yeah. <laughs> I went out to dinner with Wilbur once, Gabe. You said it, man. Big, big, like, 30-ounce rib cap, cognac, you know. Hey, don't worry, uh, you know, put a little more butter on the mashed potatoes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't care. Yeah, you, you said it. He, he, he sweats money. Yeah, meanwhile, you sweat uh, Chinese food. I do. <laughs> Actually, you would have been proud of me today, Morenzi. You wouldn't believe it. You inspired me. I had salmon today. Really? I actually whipped up some salmon. Yeah, salmon and rice. That's uh, what grilled, I had for lunch. Grilled salmon and rice? Yeah, no, I baked it. I baked it a little That's bit of right. salt and pepper with a little bit of dill. And, uh, yeah, I baked it in the oven. Bob's your uncle, man. It was fantastic. i got to be honest. I really salmon haven't rocks. Eaten, I haven't eaten healthy in, in like, two months. Three First months. First time I haven't. Since we went like to Vegas, which in August. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't... Uh, you and Yang and the grilled cheese, Al's, my, Al, Al's and Michael's. Lots yeah, I had uh, I had a grilled cheese and fries today. Actually, they were nice. a little little. Uh, I'm gonna say Al was a little stingy with the uh, the fries today. I gotta say, uh, you're becoming a regular. Maybe you can chintz out a little bit. Eh? You got to get uh, that new status back there. That's the problem when you go to a place long enough and you're friendly to them. Sometimes they tend to take a little off the plate once they feel comfortable with you. <laughs> yeah, they're too Trust comfortable. Me, I know. No, <laughs> I don't think they know who I am. Like, uh, no. <laughs> it's like 9 million people an hour that go through that uh, place. I think it was just sort of luck of the draw. You know what I mean? But uh, the grilled cheese with Texas toast was was uh, very good. 
Um, so Steve Merrill's going to join us in a couple of moments. Uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk everything with Steve. We got uh, World Series baseball uh, around the corner. We just heard uh, the update that uh, Chris Sale will be the starting uh, pitcher in Game One for the Boston Red Sox. L.A. Dodgers good, good tonight. Good call. Plus yeah, I said yesterday, take, take the Red Sox money. plus one seventy. Doesn't matter even with Verlander, Gabe. But the point we brought up is that it, it, you know what Price did his thing. He pitched his ass off, and they got runs. They just simply have better bats than Houston. Houston are very similar to the Dodgers. All throughout the season, they'd score like eleven runs in a couple games, then one, 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 zero, eight, one, one. You know what I mean? They had they're a team that they do it in bunches. They do it in spurts. A lot of power outages, whereas Boston just breaks. Every day. Like, these guys are unbelievable up and down their lineup. And guys who aren't even raking are raking now, like Jackie Bradley Jr. and the rest of the gang. So, yeah, the, the Red Sox are scary. All right. Uh, so, of course, uh, Carlos Hyde was just traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. From the Cleveland Browns. There's all kinds of running back chaos. Looks like Marshawn Lynch could be done for the year. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, with Carlos Hyde coming over, it's pretty clear that Leonard Fournette's not coming back. Uh, anytime Correct. soon they just didn't uh, pick him up so we'll get into all the craziness in the in the nfl and i see our boy babano uh here on twitter uh saying you know with all the um babano's like with all uh, everyone talking about the nfl and baseball and everything big games in the cfl says uh, babano. <laughs> hamilton at ottawa first of a home and home series with first place uh in the east at stake edmonton at bc in a battle for the final playoff spot which will uh, either go to either the eskimos or the lions We'll talk about that. Let's bring in uh, Steve Merrill uh, right now. Steve Merrill. Lucky Steve. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. How you doing? Always a pleasure, Steve. Thanks good, uh, Steve? Thanks for joining us. So, Steve, uh, Boston Red Sox get in. Uh, we were on the Red Sox last night, plus 170. Couldn't pass that up. Now, tonight, you have the Los Angeles Dodgers who could uh, punch their ticket uh, to, uh, to the dance. Yet, I'm not so sure that they will. And I'm a Dodger fan. I think that home field sort of does matter for a team like Milwaukee. They get all fired up uh, in that stadium. Uh, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers are an emotional team, and getting back home with the emotion of the crowd, you know, it's it's going to be a handful for LA. This is no this is no free pass for the Dodgers tonight, Steve. Yeah, and generally, I think you know home field in baseball is not as much of a factor as it is in other sports in the playoffs. The one edge you, of course, have is strategically you bat in the bottom of the ninth in a close game. You can do some stuff there or extra innings. But I do think uh, when you get to six, especially if we get to game seven tomorrow night on Saturday, then home field becomes more substantial with the crowd edge. And the Dodgers also up 3-2. You know, you start feeling that pressure when you don't close it out in six and you're on the road in seven. Yep. And then on top of that, you know, they're going to probably have to use Kershaw at some point tomorrow. Even if they don't start him, he'll probably have to pitch. And that really hurts the Dodgers in the World Series then. So it's it's crucial for L.A. to win game six tonight, not just to close out the series, but really to have Kershaw for three full games in the best of seven against the Red Sox. Dodgers were my pick to win the World Series a few weeks ago when the playoffs began. Um, I still like them here, but I hope they close it out in six tonight because I, I think they're a much weaker team in the World Series if they have to go seven. And Cam, Milwaukee are 54-31 and 31 at home, so they are one of the teams that it does matter. Like, you look, the Dodgers, Dodgers are only 49, and, um, you know, the, the Dodgers weren't, you know, a dominant home team. Good, good home team. Yep. In Milwaukee, 54-31. and 31. It's a pretty, pretty impressive Huge. home record. I mean... Yeah, they won a majority of their games on this field. You get Wade Miley tonight again. I don't know. Is he going to pitch four pitches tonight or six? 
Yeah, that see, that's that's why I'm taking the Dodgers, Gabe. Like Milwaukee and Council, this guy, he, he, we talk about the, you know, uh, an itchy trigger finger. This guy will take out anybody at any time. He's he's used Hater in weird situations. We're uh, bringing in Jeremy Jeffress to pitch more. Like I don't like what he's done with his bullpen in the situation. And the Dodgers have seen this guy a lot, guys. So you know what, Gabe? I know uh, Milwaukee at home. It's very very scary. But in a pick'em situation, I'm going to take a chance uh, with the Dodgers. I think they get to Miley, and uh, won't be very. Uh, it'll be a quick exit for for Wade. I think he's out early and often in this game, and they get to the bullpen. Los Angeles Dodgers, um, you know, what is it, like uh, minus 105. It's basically a pick em, as you yeah, say. Uh, yeah, it's a pick em. On my, on my site, it's a buck 10 either way. So it's straight up pick. And uh, I've seen the Dodgers have just swung, actually. Dodgers have swung at some spots to minus 115. They're in and out of the small favorite. Ooh. Over the Milwaukee Brewers. So what, what do you think to tonight's team? And so you, you got to stick with it. It's almost like you already picked the Dodgers. And I'm the same way. I picked the Dodgers to play the Red Sox in a World Series before the year started. So here, here we are right now. And ultimately, even as a Dodger fan, I do believe that the Red Sox are the better team, though, after. I think the Red Sox are the team to beat. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how Miley pitches tonight, um, and that'll be the key on both the side and total. I would lean towards the under. Uh, both offenses struggling to get hits. You, you look at Milwaukee so far in this series, other than 11 hits in game one, they've had seven hits or less in three of their last four games. Uh, Dodgers have had single digits hits going all the way back to the start of the Atlanta series, you know, so these aren't teams that are putting a lot of guys on with base hits. And um, I would expect runs to be at a premium tonight. And also when you get to a game six, game seven, you know, you definitely get more defensive and more strategically oriented for each single run. Uh, we got some interesting NBA games on top uh, here this evening. A couple of, you know, it's it's only the second night or third night, but second games, et cetera, for some good, teams. Good games. Yeah, but, games. Uh, you know, anytime Boston and Toronto dance, it's a big one. And like I said, these yep. two teams, this is the beginning of, of a marathon between these two teams and Philadelphia, but it's almost like the first day of school. It's like the two bullies are meeting each other, and, you know, it's not going to be the ultimate throwdown, but, you know, it's going to be a couple of punches thrown uh, today. Raptors are three-point favorites uh, in this game. Very, very interesting game. You know, I'm a Raptor fan, so I'm probably biased, but... I think they can win. Last year, they played four times, and the home team won all the time. So, once again, you know, we're talking about home court, home fields, et cetera. Uh, Steve, as we know, home court is paramount in the NBA, and it does uh, mean a hell of a lot. You know, the Raptors won in Toronto, 96-78. Uh, Boston won in Boston, 110-99. Uh, Raptors won 111-91 uh, in, uh, in Toronto, and they lost 95-94. So, the Raptors have handled the Celtics in the past, in this spot at home. Yet it's a tough game just because it's a new look Celtics and man, are they deep and good, but so are the Raptors. It's it's a real good early season game. Yeah. And it's still mid October. You know, I know this used to be the preseason, you know, they used to not start until the final couple days of October. They they start a couple weeks earlier now, but I still feel like we say with week one of the NFL, the first week or two in NBA season, you have to tread lightly. Um, Boston did look good, though, on Tuesday night. They took on Philly. That was a more competitive opponent than having to play Cleveland without LeBron, as Toronto did. Um, Both teams won by double digits, but I thought Boston looked more impressive. Uh, But Toronto did what they had to do. They won by 12, 12 12.5 point favorite. You know, no shame there. Yeah, what jumps out of me, though, is the fact that the home team went 4-0 straight up in ATS last year. Um, I do feel like Boston's the better team right now, though, catching points. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. You got the Knicks and the Nets in in a similar situation. Um, it's, it's, uh, wow, it's up to four right now. 
Is it really up? To Warriors and Jazz. Warriors and Jazz are a great game. A couple Western powers there. Yeah, the but Jazz I'm, I'm are, New York uh, biased. Short okay. price. We're New York biased. I know you are, Brancy. About the Knicks and the Nets. <laughs> uh, lo- local rivalry. No, you know what? I just bring this game up. Yes, yes. For betting purposes. It's actually a big game. Actually, I, I wish I could be going. Uh, it's in, in Brooklyn here tonight. I just don't know why they're four-point favorites, the Brooklyn Nets. And this is coming from someone that was on the Brooklyn Nets the other night, and so are you, Cam. Uh, plus the six, yeah, we called it. They said, well, they'll lose, but they won't lose by six. And they lost by three. Exactly. They're beat up, though. They, I, I'm high on the Nets this year as far as a covering team, but they're, they don't have their full complement of players tonight, guys. And it's a lot of game-time decisions, but I, I don't think a lot of their guys are going to play. And, you know, the Knicks don't have Porzingis, but they actually have some guys. You know, Ennis Canner doesn't suck. Tim Hardaway Jr. is good. Uh, their draft pick, the Nicolina kid there, Nicolina, he's, he's, he's all right. Kevin Knox played pretty well. Uh, Fisdale's a very good coach. You know, they finally have sort of a, a cool coach, coaching the Knicks. I, I like the Knicks plus the four here, uh, Steve, and then Cam. Yeah, I think the over could be worth a look also. Um, Knicks played an extremely fast-paced game against Atlanta the other night on Wednesday. Yeah, and they're going to, yeah, they want to play fast-paced every points. game too. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, when it's early in the season, do you think the Nets are going to try to walk the ball up the court? They're fresh. You know, they've had the whole year off, and, you know, they're going to run with them, I think. So it should be a high scoring shootout. 219 and a half is the total. I like where you're going yeah, there with I li- that. I like where Steve's going there, too. I think it's going to be fast paced. These teams are going to want to press the action there. So we're going to see a lot of points. And yeah, it's going to be like a track meet there. 219 and a half. We can get there, Gabe. I have no opinion on the side, but hey, if you want to take the Knicks as a four point pooch, oh, I will. Be my guest. I will. Thank you. <laughs> um, and your change? Thank you. Uh, yeah, Golden State change. Warriors and Utah, right out of the gate. Wow, so well, how about this? Go. So it's sort of like the Patriots and the Bears this game. The Golden State Warriors are only two-and-a-half-point favorites. What do you make of that? That's Steve? it, buddy. Well, I mean, what jumps out to me is, you know, will Golden State have that focus all year long? You know, they raised the banner the other night. They win, but they don't cover. And you're going to be paying a premium all season long to be playing Golden State. This looks like one of the cheaper prices, though. You know, and obviously Utah has a nice altitude edge, but Golden State has two days off because they played the Tuesday game. They didn't play Wednesday like everybody else. And it's only the second game of the season. So, yeah, this looks like a discounted price here. They did lose, by the way, by 40 points last time they were here on April 10th. But Utah was an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. In yeah, that nobody game. played that game. Anybody. I remember that night. Exactly I remember right. it was part of the two-week swing when everybody was hurt for the Warriors. And they also, by the way, lost by 30 in the other game there last year as an eight-point road favorite on January yep. 30th. So, you know, will that maybe keep them more focused tonight? It very well might. Uh, Russell Westbrook is supposed to play tonight. He's expected to. Or at least Doc Rivers was saying that he was, of all people. He's like, ah, oh, I heard that Westbrook's playing. <laughs> uh, we'll look into this to try to double-check it. But, uh, you know, if, if there's no – if Westbrook plays, I'm all, I'm all over it. I, I, listen, I was on the Denver Nuggets the other night. I was on the Nuggets against the Clippers. Clippers were up. Denver had a late comeback and ended up winning the basketball game. But if, if Westbrook plays, uh, I'm taking uh, – I'm in on the Thunder. Yeah, I don't think he's playing according to the betting odds because I see him as doubtful, and they would not be a one-point underdog if he was playing. So if Doc Rivers knows something, the betting markets do not know it yet. Here's um, here's a beat writer, NBA writer, ESPN, Royce Young. This was from two hours ago. Russell Westbrook's going through a workout right now. The Thunder are going to see how he responds to see if he can play tonight. 
Let's I think it'll be a game time decision. We, we see that all. Yeah, yeah. It, it truly is a game time decision. And you, you see this every year. We'll see a line move at six, seven points sometimes when the guy like him ends up playing last minute. This is one of these deals where this is the definition of gambling, Cam. You roll the dice That's right gambling. now. You take, If you have a little money, you, you sure take do. Oklahoma City a plus. And you could still win the game even if he doesn't play. They still have Paul George. Dennis Correct. Schroeder looked real good. Adams looked good the other night. Dude, they nearly yep. beat the Golden State. They can beat the Clippers without Russell Westbrook, but... You roll the dice, you're getting Oklahoma City as a one-point underdog with Russell Westbrook, maybe. Well, that's yeah, the thing, exactly. guys, is that if you like the Thunder in this game, you can play it. If you like the Clippers, there's probably no way you play it because there's no upside, you know? It's priced right now as Westbrook not playing. So if you still like him at plus one without Westbrook, then you're basically getting like a you know 25% bonus chance that you might end up getting him and getting like six points of line value by tip-off. You're right. If Westbrook plays, it probably pops up to minus four and a half, five or something at least. Right. Indiana kicked Memphis's ass, and they're getting three and a half to Milwaukee. Uh, Pacers look good in their opener. Fun night of basketball tonight. We'll talk football on the other side with Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com. One of the covers experts. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, online, Google, Amazon, Alexa, Amber, and everyone else in between. I made up uh, the last one, except, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah, what's Ask Amber? Amber. Like, what's Amber? Uh, you know, I wonder how they came <laughs> up with Alexa. Does she sound like Amber would be, a- be friendlier. Ask Amber. What's up, you Amber? You know what? I such a good point, Marcy. Amber sounds like a girl that you could actually talk to. You know, somebody, Alexa sounds kind of eh, standoffish. I'm with you. I'm, I'm down with Amber. What about Siri? Better name. Um, that's just stupid. Steve Merrill. The, a- Amber's a terrible idea, Gabe, <laughs> because that's what those things, those Amber alerts are when a kid's been abducted, so that might not oh, be the best yeah. connotation. Amber alert. Yeah, I didn't think about Amber alert, Steve. Yeah, I love the name Amber alert. otherwise, though, but yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> I was just saying about how awful is it if your name's Amber now? Like, it's connotation with, like... Child abduction. I mean, that's yeah, I know. Like you cool. know what? Kind of weird you brought it yeah, up. Because when I was, in a, I was in a Verizon store last week, and when I bought my phone, some guy was buying a phone, and he asked. He goes, does this phone get Amber Alerts? 
I was thinking, who asked that? Like, who's thinking about yeah, that? That's really weird. What a what a what a creep. I get the tornado alerts now, which I didn't realize till last week when Michael passed through, and it's a loud, like shrieking, nonstop beep until you turn it off, like at a oh, yeah. high pitch. You know, like dogs would be barking. Yeah, it's you know what's up? The United that, I guess. I noticed this too, dude. And uh, <laughs> like, it's like these cell phones. You're right, man. My so my 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 phone makes weird like noises, flood warning. Like, I never got that stuff before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I got that the other day. It came like, okay, you don't get that in Canada. So my phone's making weird noises. I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's like, I thought my phone was about to explode. And look, it's like uh, flood warning, New- North New Jersey area. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I didn't sign up for this. And uh, No, you did. It's loud, too. Gabe's right. It's loud. And you can't, it doesn't stop until you, like, turn it off, like, push the button. And it's, like, nonstop. Yeah, like but, Steve, did you get the uh, siren. The people I saw was a hashtag, even. It was hilarious. Did you see the, uh, the, presidential, the presidential warning tweet last week or two weeks ago? No, I didn't see anything on that. You know, it was a presidential it. test. It's like, yeah. uh, it was like uh, we're testing the, the <laughs> testing system. They basically tested everyone in America. And then it said, from the president of the United States. So, like, Twitter blew up. People were like, man, if I'm getting to, uh, Trump's uh, texting me, I'm blocking his number. <laughs> like, people are like, yeah, it was the, it was like, I don't so know, was some, it? The national text system. Like, they're basically, yeah. like, testing to see if in an emergency that everyone emergency got the text. systems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what a time to be alive. When Hawaii sent out the uh, tsunami warning last year, remember that? The, Dude, the it wasn't a tsunami. They sent out yeah. a nuclear warning. For a bomb. Yeah, I'm sorry, nuclear. You're right. My bad. Yeah, yeah. a little bit worse. <laughs> they did a nuclear. You're right. It was. They did the real sound. Like, Buddy, like, made a mistake. Oh, I know. Like, the sirens. Yeah. Like, like, the world's ending. I'd shit myself. Like, uh, that's, that's that's scary stuff. And they kind of oh, rushed right. it off. Oh, that's right. The real sirens oh, okay. went off. Yeah, like, for like yeah, an hour. Yeah, the real sirens, Steve. Stuff. Like, the end of the world. For like an hour. Armageddon yeah, no, style. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It was, it, was a, it was a little bit worse than I remembered. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how oh, many people... I wonder how many people, like, when they heard that, like, went and smashed a store up and, like, robbed the place, ended up getting busted after. <laughs> yeah, really good point. Like, going to crime street, spree and they yeah, oh, thinking, my God. oh, wow, this is it. This, this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of the world, yeah. Or try to have sex with a woman they've always wanted to. That 100-year yeah. bottle of whiskey. <laughs> that 100-year bottle of whiskey yeah. they were saving, they broke Yeah, or you know what? Yeah, they always want to punch yeah, their yeah, boss. Exactly. They always want to punch their boss, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, wow, this is a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, they punch their boss. Bam! Wow. Are you sure this siren's for real? Are you sure? For real? Yeah. Oh, it's because I'm hitting you. All right, Steve. So before before we get you out of here, Steve, um, a couple of college games tonight: Colorado State, Boise State, Air Force, UNLV. UNLV really do suck pretty hard, man. Like Air Force aren't great, but Air Force should be able to run the ball down their throat. Yeah, and I think uh, Air Force isn't that great either this year. You know, you look what Army did to them. So I, I think whenever they get the ability to beat up on somebody, they will. And there's not much you can do when the, your opponent is running the ball every single play and you can't stop it. It's pretty hard not to beat a team. And um, I think the line's reasonable, you know, less than double digits. You look at uh, you look at what's going on with UNLV. They lost by 36 on their home field to New Mexico. Um, they, they've, been getting, they've been getting pasted on a weekly basis. Utah State beat them 59-28 uh, last week. The over could be worth a look in this Air Force game. All right, Steve, before we get you out of here, I know you got to get going. Uh, give us an NFL game. What game do you like this week? Uh, you know, game I think it's interesting that jumps out at me is Jacksonville. Uh, they've been just terrible the past two weeks. I've been on them both times against the Chiefs and against um, Dallas. Really surprised how many points they gave up to the Cowboys last week. I liked them last I still week, think too. this is one of the better defensive teams. Yeah, I did, too. You know, I thought they'd bounce back off the KC loss. 
maybe this week's the bounce back. They're back at home. They've been bad on the road this year, guys, but their defense has been really strong at home. So I think this is a good bounce back spot. And they had that trade, as you mentioned today, with the Browns. Yeah, Carlos Hyde will get I'm into with that. you, Steve. I think they murder Houston. Steve Merrill. ProSportsInfo.com is his website. He's also one of the Covers experts. Check him out over at Covers.com. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Steve Merrill with Have us. Have a good one. Oh, we didn't get the... Yeah, this is the this is the week I'm on the Jaguar train. Like, uh, it's only four, too. It's like, you saw, you saw the game versus Buffalo, Gabe. Houston can't do anything at home, let alone on the road. Like, the Texans got a... They're a disappointing team. I know they're winning games now, but they haven't looked good any week. This is the week. And Jacksonville at home, they dummied New England. They're a different team at home. I think the, the Jaguars killed them. I know it's divisional, but, you know. I'm it almost it feels like a Jags play, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's already uh, on the betting card. It's definitely uh, getting played. Um, I like see our boy Joey Odessa. So Joey Odessa, a good friend of ours, uh, MMA odds maker. He's been in the, uh, the gaming industry for a long time. And um, I don't know if you heard about this, Cam, but the owner of Five Dimes, the sports book, Yep. Um, he's missing. So he was really? he was he was kidnapped. Now, so it's a sensitive subject. You know, a man's life is at stake. He's got kids. Um, he's an American, forty three year old American. He's he's he he's been running five dimes for about eighteen years or so. He's built it up and um yeah, he's been kidnapped. So he's been missing for like four weeks or something. Now, yeah, I'm just I'm just reading it now in yeah. Costa Rica. There, wow. Yeah, so it's it's a pretty it's a pretty you know it's a pretty crazy story. Now, Five Dimes is a pretty big book. Yeah, it's it's it it's, sure it's well known. It's a very There's big book. A lot of big people play there, and it's you know it's more of a you know like like books that like mybookie.ag. They're looking for the recreational guy, right? Hey, you want to bet on WrestleMania? You know, you want to bet fifty bucks on the NFL game? You know, there's some of these other books. There's a few others that, you know, those are the guys that are, you know, 10, 10 dimes, 50 dimes, and, you know, they're flipping stuff over. So, yeah, so basically he's been missing for a while, and, you know, I don't know if he's going to be coming back. So online, people are pretty insensitive about these things, right? They sure are. And I've, I've stayed away from it. Here. People are dicks. I was asked by a couple of people not to talk about it, essentially. And I knew about this, and I, I, you know, I was just, it's it's an uncomfortable thing. Like I said, a guy's wife's like, you know what I mean? He's got kids and stuff. You know, what, what yes. are you going to, it's not like just a story, you know what I mean? Especially since I've been to Costa Rica and, like, it's a small community, that stuff. But basically, so, it wasn't like anything gone bad. I think the guy, long story short, Cam, he had so much money that I think someone on the inside basically set it up. And I don't know, like, you figure it would be for ransom, but... You know, he's not back yet. So, um, so people then online are worried, and I would guess justifiably so. You don't want to be that guy, but what, what would you do if you had a bunch of money in that account? I'd be honest. I'd probably be pulling it, right? I'd get, I would, I'd be pulling it immediately. Yes. Yeah. That's, you want a truthful answer? Exactly. I, like, you'd be like, you so it's a bad story. Yeah. It's you're, a bad business. Going, thing. Yeah. It's, so people know now, and people are pulling the money, and they're paying people out, though, to show that you know, business as usual. But now I see Joey Odessa saying that other sports books are sending out tweets stating that uh, if you're an affiliate uh, or you've got a deal with, uh, with them over there, they'll give you an offer bonus 
to come over to their place. Now, sort of like a cell phone. You know, leave leave your cell phone carrier and yeah. we'll, we'll give you a free month free or whatever. But as Joey is yeah, stating, that it's pretty disgusting exactly. that the guy's been only been missing for a couple of weeks and other affiliate programs. I agree, I agree with Joey there. It's like, it's unbelievable. Like, I tell you, I Cam, people like you and me, they love us, they love our show, but you and I go missing tomorrow, dude. The show, you know what I mean? By by Tuesday, people are trolling yeah, someone else that. online and we're forgotten about. It, <laughs> The, the show goes on, as you say, Marenzi. You no, know, you're right. It, and you hate to have that grim outlook, but it's true. Uh, that's the first thing you do because you don't want to lie because you don't know where things go. But it's pretty snaky of the books to do that, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wait wait for the story to at least develop before you get out there and trying to, you know, poach their customers. The crazy-ass world, man. Nothing surprises me in this world anymore. It is. It's it's it's, a, it's actually it's a heartless world. Like, it's a... It's sad, man. It's just not the way it used to be. I don't. I don't want to get everybody down. You know, we're usually, you know, you make me laugh on the show. I try, I try to stay positive. But you said it, man. Like even even things that I'm seeing, like when I'm just going around town, and people are angrier. People are on edge. Like even in my area, like f you to people in stores, and you know what I mean, Marenzi? Like a lot of car rage. Like everywhere I go, like I don't see like there's not a lot of happy people out there. There's a lot of angry, angry, desperate people in the world today. You know, the movie, just, the movie. You ever seen the movie The, the Purge? It it's heartless. Like the movie, the, the movie, the Purge. No, I haven't. No. No, there's a series of Purge movies. Basically, it's like sort of in the not too distant future in America, and it's um, one night a week. You're allowed to kill whoever you want. I see one night a year. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. yeah. So people yeah. breaking houses and killing people and whatever. One night a year. It's like the Purge. It's we're pretty much there now. You know what I mean? We're not quite there, but like you said, there's a lot of anger. Well, you know, everyone's angry. Everyone was divisive. Everyone's angry. And uh, surprisingly enough, though, New York really isn't that way. You know, it's not very divisive uh, here or angry. People people are angry in traffic and stuff. But, you know, I think New York has a different, uh, I think people's perception of New York City and reality are two different things. People, you want angry? New Jersey, Cam. I'm telling you, bro. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if people in New Jersey have teeth because I've never seen them smile. Like, I don't know. Like, they don't. I'm telling you. And that's where you live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, well, not really. I, I'm already, I'm more in New York. Yeah, you know what you're I mean? in a nicer spot. Well, I'm on the other side of the water. Literally, yeah. like, as close as you can be to, like, New York. So, but uh, well, but I spend a lot of time in Jersey because of the book and stuff. But the nicest people, actually, I met are at the Meadowlands in Jersey. But, no, like, same, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I go into the same gas station every day. It's like the stone cold look. You know what I mean? Stone cold, people in my elevator. Yeah. Stone cold, like in the condo. Stone cold. I oh, know, like I'm like I'm talking past stone cold. It's bizarre though. Like the women are very friendly. You know, the women are sort of talkative, but man, the dudes like people in Jersey, they're just it's like uh, they're angry as hell. It's, it's it's an angry place. Yeah, I, I, and the thing is, you you got a great perspective now because you've lived in so many different places, and I'm with you. When I went to New York, uh, when I was doing my uh, travels, actually, I thought the people there were amazing. Like, I thought they were, you know, like when I went to MSG to do my stuff, the people uh, even working with the Rangers, they were nice to me. It was shocking. Like, it was was totally different. The biggest dicks that I dealt with were in Toronto and Montreal. Like, you know what I mean? So, anyway, go figure, buddy. I don't, I'm not, that's the thing. I've only gone through, I've only gone through New Jersey. Like, I've never really stayed an extended period of time there. I'd like to, though, but, uh. Hey man, oh, you, no, New Jersey's a cool place. I'm just stating people are kind of angry. Yeah. 
No, not not just everywhere. Just stressed. I remember. Um, I remember what Ted Teven, a good friend of mine, one of my mentors, told me. He, he said that he's never once ever met. He's never once ever met a bad person at the racetrack. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, he said, "I've never met a bad guy at the track before." I was I thinking, wow, well, there's got to be some bad guys at some racetrack. They're like, I, I, so yesterday I, I was thinking he, about that. I was at the Metal Lads. And I was looking at the Metal Lads, and it was packed. I was looking around, and, you know, for the most part, for the most part, it was actually like, you know, 18, 19 out of 20 guys. I was looking. I'm like, yeah, that guy's a nice guy. He's a cool dude, that guy. He's all right. You know, there's one guy named Gary down there that's kind of a troublemaker. Get Gary. <laughs> Get, everybody's talking, Gary. I love Gary. I know a guy named Gary too. He's surly. Oh, this guy. No, this guy's really surly. We got to. I'm telling you. At some point, you got to come down. It's, it's only an hour flight. Like, it's, oh, I love It's 117 dollars. I, I know. Like whatever. It's not. You know. Exactly. You're so close, but you got to come out and hang out at the Meadowlands for a weekend with us. Like it's. Uh, you're you're gonna like it. You're gonna fit right in. It's the ultimate uh, ultimate OTB of all OTBs. They have that's everything. The you know, I love horse racing. Yeah, they have everything. everything, man. Like that's the thing. I gotta tell you though, just from hanging out, like I've gone to the track a lot and hanging out, especially at the OTBs. You're right. I would say actually most of the people are above nice, like the kindest old guys you meet. That is kind of like their thing to do. They're retired and they play ponies. But man, in Ted Teven, there's a lot of grifters. Like there's guys there that would rob you, steal your wallet. Like uh, there's sharks. Like you know what I mean. So I, I would say the majority of people are good. But Come on, man. Like, it's a racetrack. Everybody's looking for a quick fix. Like, these, these guys, would they, they'd stab you in a heartbeat. I told you what happened to Lisa. Some guy, uh, if I ever see this guy again, I'm going to knock his teeth out. I, I don't know what he did. He used to watch our show, actually. It smelled like mothballs. And he came in there one day. He just used to run his mouth. Oh, I got money on a game, whatever. And I see him, like, begging for change to put a $2 horse bet together. He came at her with a pen. Tried <laughs> to stab her in the neck. And the security, no serious story, Gabe. And, he tried and, to and stab her with a pen. At the bar. Yes, yes, yes. And she's still rattled from it today. Like, I think the guy's in, like, a mental health facility now. But he came at her at a, with a pen when she's just, like, cheering for, like, a race to came. I knew this guy was volatile a long time ago. And I told Carlos, I go, you don't let this guy in the bar. There's something off about him. What did he do? He attacked a patron a week before, and he came after my girlfriend. He tried to kill her. He's banned for life now, but, uh, yeah, that's the type of guy at the OTB. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like the guy was so full of shit, too. He's like, oh, yeah, I got 500 or oh, 1,000 bucks. Well, he did on this say thing, at whatever. the track, the, the OTBs. Like, yeah, you got to go to the track. OTBs, yeah, yeah. You, got, you get the grifters. I, more grifters at the OTB. At the track, you, I, I agree with you. At the track, I would say the majority, I'd say 80, 80, 90% of the people are really cool. Great, great guys there. But, uh, yeah, the OTBs, uh, it's very shady, very dangerous. That's quite the story. Yeah. I, I, came I, at her with I, a I pen. I've told you that story before. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a pen. Like one we're, we're down at Shoeless Joe's. Pen. Yeah, yeah, Shoeless Joe's, buddy. I told you, my, my buddy uh, my buddy and his uh, other friend there, they were sitting there. Everyone was in shock. I wasn't there that day. We were working. And uh, she came uh, to me afterwards crying. I went back to, to the bar to look for him, but they said the cops took him away and uh, – I've never seen him. I've never seen him there again. I've, I've really wanted to run into him again. Like, you know what I mean? But uh, he's a complete dick. And uh, I knew he was like, you, you got a good sense for that stuff, too. You're street smart. Like, you know, some guys that look in their eye, you know, something's off and something's going to happen. You just don't know when it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's got uh, to be careful. Keep your head on a swivel. I'm a graduate of the University of Street Savvy as uh, Ted Teven. 
Exactly. Would say. So uh, Marshawn Lynch reportedly to miss at least a month. Um, you know, you know, you know, their backup is Doug Martin. I know the muscle hamster. It's actually Jalen Richard as well. Yeah, Richard will get some touches for sure. Doug Martin's 29 years old. He feels like he's older than 29, but he's 29. Oh, I think yeah, he feels like a more like a 35. <laughs> you know? He's averaged uh, three uh, exactly three yards per carry since 2016. It looks like Doug Martin's going to get some more volume, but Doug Martin sucks. Correct. Game time decisions. Red Eat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Red Eat and Rage Radio. NFC Sports Radio Network. I'm Jim Renzi. Cam Stewart. Uh, so the Browns traded Carlos Hyde to the Jaguars. That's good news for my fantasy team, Gabe. He's, what, do you uh, have Nick Chubb? Too. What? You uh, have Nick Chubb? No, I, 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 I have Hyde. I have Hyde in one of my leagues. So I think uh, I think it's going to be a good situation there with all the injuries uh, that Jacksonville has. He's going to get a lot of run, buddy. And you know when Blake Bortles throws too much, that's a bad recipe for that team. So... I think Hyde owners are going to be very, very happy right now. I, th- I see a big uptake in uh, production there. Yeah, he should. I, I think it's a good fit. You should get some touches. They still have Yeldon there, too, though. They do. They do. But I have a feeling, like, Hyde, with that offensive line, it's going to be very, very good news for Hyde. He, he's he's going to go off Marenzi. I, I think it's a real good thing for his fantasy owners and for his career to go to Jacksonville. It's going to be great. They got You, you said it. Like, Fournette's going to be one of these guys. Like, we talk about it. LSU ran him into the ground in college, Gabe, and he's going to be hurt a lot. Like, it's almost like I think a team would want him to be like a second back eventually and get way less touches because he can't have 20 to 26 touches a game and the wear and tear of the NFL season. It's not cool. Like, you you know how, how injury prone he is. And I, I want to cheer for the guy, but it's tough. And we're seeing what's happening with Dalvin Cook. Is he ever going to play again? Like... It's crazy, man. Like, it's every week. I'm like, is this guy coming back? No, he's out again. He's out again. He's out again. I just think Fournette's one of those guys going to be banged up a lot and probably have a short career. The running back um, running back position has been a wasteland this year in fantasy football. Yeah. I was talking about it earlier, about the, the, the waiver wires and, you know, the free agents. There's nothing there to pick up. Uh, there, you know, and really the first round this year, Cam, of fantasy football drafts, Pretty much there's, you know, I'd say it's almost like seven or eight of the players have screwed people over and probably cost them the season. If you go down the list, so like Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown's probably still going to be worth it because he's going to go on a run. And, you know, we saw against the Bengals, he had the big touchdown late. But Antonio Brown's been subpar. And, yeah, he might help you down the road, but hopefully if you're not buried already. Um, David Johnson has been a big bust, fantasy bust this year. Dalvin Cook has been injured. Leonard Fournette's been injured. Yep. Um, Odell Beckham really hasn't done very much. Nothing, nothing. Because of Eli Manning. Um, 
Saquon Barkley's been pretty good. Zeke Elliott's been good. But you see where good. I'm going here? Like, out of good, the top good, 10, 12. Good. Yeah. Melvin Gordon's been, been good. But Melvin Gordon wasn't, like, Gordon, top 7, good. 8, right? Like, David Johnson was a top 5 pick. Antonio Brown was a top 5 yes, pick. He was. Like, a lot of these guys, you know, Odell Beckham was one of the top wide receivers taken, if not the first. So, he was right Gordon, there. Gordon, Dalvin Gordon Cook was, was late first like round, six, early second round. Eight. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's a lot of screw jobs there. I think, I think yeah, I think Gordon in our league went seventh. Um, when did, where did Dalvin Cook go? Maybe, like, 15th, 16th, maybe. Uh, I, yeah, it's just, you said, like, Todd Gurley is kind of like. Oh, yeah, Gurley's been up, the man, like Zeke Elliott. He's and Gordon and, and Elliot's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Those those yeah, three have, have produced. He's money. You know Nick Chubb exactly. All the rest. Nick Chubb has averaged uh, a ridiculously high. It's amazing his yards per carry. Ten point eight yards per attempt. <laughs> so the thing is, he's only carried the ball. The ball more. He's only carried the ball sixteen times. So you know Nick Chubb is thirty six hundred dollars on DraftKings for this week. He suddenly becomes into play. And then, of course, I agree uh, with you. You got Duke Johnson too. Definitely, definitely. Except they didn't draft. They've already had Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson catches the pass out of the backfield. Yeah, it's what he does. That's all he does. Chubb's going to get some carries now. Balls out of the backfield. Yes, he will. Chubb Chubb's uptake with the rushes is going to go through the roof. Duke Johnson, it's a slight uptake. Maybe might get a couple more carries, but he's more of a pass catching back as we talked about. Chubb. I, I think the the move for fantasy game is great for both guys. You know, Hyde's going to go to Jacksonville and become the big man there, and he's going to get tons of touches and do well behind that line. And now Chubb, they can actually use him and go. You know what, dude? You're the back. This is not a back by committee. This is your t- this is your team, Chubb. Let's do it. And I think that's good news. He'll be fired up. I was learning how to use the optimizer a little bit uh, earlier, and uh, a good example is I think that the Cleveland Browns are going to score a ton of points. So I so custom, I. I customized Cleveland to score even more points than the projections were. And uh, very, very interesting. You know, so now I'm looking. And it's funny because they gave Carlos Hyde a lot of lineups. But we'll replace Carlos Hyde now with Nick Chubb at $3,600. And, um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go with Njoku at tight end or I'm going to go with Jarvis Landry. Going with. Jarvis Landry I, I disappointed with- me last week. Doesn't mean he's going to disappoint you this week. I know, I know it's hard to come back to a guy, but he's in a great situation against Tampa Bay. Nijoku, Tampa Bay versus tight ends. Remember what Vance McDonald did? Every week you watch Tampa Bay, tight ends shred them. I think Nijoku's going to have a huge game, Moretzi. Huge. Fred Courier style. Put him in your lineup, buddy. Cleveland heavy. I like going that. A brown heavy. stack. Don't hear that very much. I'd like a brown stack, please. But uh, you know what? I think it's a good order. It's and I'm going to counter on the other side with Chris Godwin. And we're already putting together a pretty nice lineup here. Yeah, I got a, I, I got a millionaire uh, lineup uh, ready to go for the DFS hour at 6, and I'm going to put another one together. I, I have some attraction to some Cleveland Browns players, too. I really like what you're saying with Chubb. That is dirt cheap at $3,600. Then you can do anything you want. After that, you know, I'll put Gurley in the lineup at $9,800, and that, we, got, we got lots of money. That's, I that's agree. the key. Got to save. Gurley's not one guy that he's so expensive, but it's it's almost impossible not to do it. You put him in. You put him in. I put him. I. It's one of those things we talk about, Gabe. You can catch a flyer with a receiver, but when it comes down to running backs, we just talked about it. Elliot, Elliot, uh, Gurley, studs. 
Gordon, like those guys week to week to week, you can count on them. I don't know who else you can count on because it's it, it varies all the time. But with wide receiver, guys catch fire, guys get cold. Like, you know what I mean? How many times have we taken uh, Antonio Brown? You talked about it in the lineup. Boom, he has a bad week. Julio Jones, he'll go off one week, other week, five catches, 46 yards. It's like you can count on Todd Gurley and Gordon to get you monster fantasy points. You got to plug them in. Pay the price. Yeah, a player that's in another game here, a little expensive, but talking about Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's just been a monster. Hooked on a Thielen? Why not? Hooked on a Thielen. Thielen. And then, of course, you got the, uh, the newer too? version. Got the newer version. I got a feeling tonight's going to be a good night. going to be a good night. He's going to get 18 targets. Yeah, I sang Boys to Men yesterday, and I was right. I said it was the end of the I know. I was correct. <laughs> like the fat lady singing. If I'm singing Boys to Men, I only I only do it when I know uh, we're going to be right. Uh, you know it when the Red Sox are winning at plus 170. Out comes the Boys to Men. Yeah, I got Njoku. I'm putting another lineup together here. I'm putting Chubb in and uh, Njoku, Gurley. I'm working on some stuff right now. Hooked on a Thielen, $8,600. Pretty pricey. Know who I don't want this week, and he'll be played as uh, very expensive. Kamara against Baltimore? No, thanks. I think I'm going to stay away from uh, the, the the Saints this week. I'm, I'm going to go in a different direction. All right, so listen, I, I, just threw this, I just threw this lineup together. So this wasn't an optimizer lineup. This is basically me. And liking Cleveland and sort of looking at the optimized, but this isn't a lineup that the optimizer gave. Like I just put this together myself with Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Jarvis Landry, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, David Njoku, my flex, Josh Reynolds, who steps up and in for um for Cooper Cup. And uh, Detroit Lion defense. I got the Lions D as well. Great spot this week. They're going to actually. Miami I like the Lions to win this game too against the Miami Dolphins. So do I. It's it's one of my best. It's going to. We'll talk about it with our uh, best picks of the week. The Lions have already been bet. I couldn't believe it. Gabe it was minus one forty five money line. I'm in, and I'll I'll do both. I'll lay the three, take them on the money line. I think I think the Lions go into. Uh, Miami and win that game by like eight to eleven points. I, I'm not as scared of the three. I think the Lions are a good play this week. You know the Lions have covered four straight games actually. Yeah, they they may got to give Patricia a little bit of credit. Remember yeah. at the start of the year, it's kind of like eh, eh. you know he's 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 grinding people, but that's the Patriots' way, right? You want to be a professional player. He's a little bit old school. He's gonna he's gonna work you in practice and stuff. And you know what? When an organization like the Lions, they need that. They're sick. When you're sick of being mediocre, it hasn't worked for you before. It hasn't. The other approach hasn't been been good. So why don't you take this guy who's actually been with a championship organization for years, instill a couple of the things you know the old Patriot way, and the Lions are a better team now. They're they're the Lions are kind of a dangerous sleeper. I think they're a very very interesting team. That that division, like watching Green Bay play with that defense, whatever. Like Aaron Rodgers is special, but. That defense still needs a – they get carved. Like, San Francisco is carving them up, Gabe. San Francisco. No, I know. So, you know, that's the thing. Chicago, who – Detroit Detroit might be – everyone's talking about the Bears and whatever. Detroit might be the sleeper just kind of waiting in the weeds, ready to attack. Here's Odell Beckham oh, being Odell there? Beckham uh, once again. So, you say you drink a lot of water. and I got off the water train a little yes, bit. I, I was trying to, and right away, Cam, some of my old bad – you know, I got, I'm in pain again, and it kind of sucked. The last few weeks yeah. have sucked. I've got, Water. like, bad health suddenly because I'm, you know, meeting it in Exxon and stuff. Gabe, as a friend, as a, as a friend, 
you can still eat that shit. Like I still have KFC and stuff. My doctor told me water. Like it's one of those things. It really is your lifeblood. I know your your body's made of it. Like you need and me and you know how much I sweat too, right? So I'm sweating. I got to replenish. Like it's it's key. Like I, I actually told you, my doctor told me like that's the reason you're alive, buddy. Like you've done a lot of dumb things in your life. Wink, chicken wing eating contest, dumb yeah, food. Yeah, water's stuff. the like, way to go. Wa- water, so, yeah, yeah, keep on drinking water, buddy. More water. Tom Brady drinks 2.5 gallons of water a day. Kind of, yeah, I, I drink probably, wow. What is that, 2.5 gallons? How much is that? Oh, it's, dude, a gallon, a gallon. Oh, my God. So, two point something, how many liters are in a gallon? I think it's two point, how many liters in a gallon? Okay figure this out he drinks that's more than me and i drink tons like i drink that's liters in a gallon okay gabe you know what i think he's probably drinking about six liters uh six liters how many liters in in a so oh my god one one gallon is 3.78 liters he drinks two he drinks almost eight liters i drink probably about so he's drinking eight big bottles a day yeah yeah, like you know those Evian bottles, yeah, the one eight bottles a day, eight of them. Yeah, eight of them, eight of them. And you're crushing about eight of the small one. ones, or six of the small ones. So, yeah, so I'm doing three. I'm doing probably half of what he does. I probably drink a gallon a day. He's drinking. He's drinking at least double. I was. I uh, I, I, yeah, I was going with like a liter or two a day, liter and a half a day, the one point five bottle or, or two liters. Now I'm trying to do two liters a day. And, um, you know, I've gotten it off it a little bit. Um, yeah, that's a lot of water. So we know that, listen, oh. Russell Wilson drinks, like, water all the time, too. Like, they were saying, Russell Wilson, you never see him without water. He's obsessed with it. So so is Tom Brady. So here's Odell Beckham. So remember, Odell Beckham had to leave the field early last week because he was cramping. And it's not the first time that Odell is cramped. It turns out Odell Beckham doesn't drink water. Pretty crazy. And, you know... It's an, that, I'm not going to call him out because I've been the same way. And, you know, I always get the feeling that me and Odell have a lot of the same bad habits. So, but, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> nuts when you're Odell Beckham and you don't drink water. So the Giants are getting pissed now because they're like, you know, dude, you're dehydrated all the time. And he's like, I don't like water. I'm with the Giants. And he doesn't want to do care. an IV. I, I he doesn't like IVs. I don't care. So it, this whatever. is the stupidest he's, thing he's gonna either. He's going to like something. He doesn't like water because he says it makes his stomach feel slushy. That's BS. That's a bunch of crap. I'll tell you something. Here he is. Beckham says, Beckham says, I really don't like to drink water because of the slushy feeling that it gives me. He goes, I've always cramped up. I've always cramped. It's just the way it is. I feel like I'm working harder than I ever have. I just don't like drinking water. I'm trying. I just don't like it. You get that stomach feeling. It's all slushy. I try to stay hydrated, but sometimes I got to get an IV. It's necessary. If you're cramping up in both calves, it's hard to run and make cuts. So, Cam. He's so dehydrated. You and I talk about this. Even you and me, our calves only cramp up like when I didn't, I was dehydrated. I wasn't when eating or you're bummed up in Vegas for six when, days. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, my vessels exactly. and my calves are burnt. Odell Beckham, one of the best wide receivers, he's admitting his calves are like locking in. He's that dehydrated, this guy. That should never happen. Here's the thing, Gabe. I'm, I'm all for players' rights, but this is now affecting. Not, it's insane. The Giants are paying them extravagant amounts of money. You have to drink water. I don't care if you put NRC in it or a little a little pouch or something. What if you just drink Gatorade or something? You have to do it. Yes. Well, Gatorade, the thing is, That's Gatorade sugar, right? has the sugars and yeah. stuff like that. Yes. So uh, you can still do Gatorade, but you need the, you need water. Like you, 
you it's, it's your lifeblood. And this is insane. It's not like this guy's going to work in a regular job. He's a pro athlete that needs to rely on being fast, making guts, making catches. That it's part of the job description, Gabe. They paid him all this money. Sorry, man. Like, suck it up. They're not asking you to drink apple cider vinegar or Metamucil or anything. It's plain water. It can't be that bad. Says uh, Pat, Pat Shermer's getting frustrated. Says he's dehydrated yeah. again. Some guys' bodies dehydrate quicker than others. We're looking for ways to make sure he stays hydrated. Good luck. Yeah, you know, I'm going to agree. Listen, I'm a pretty big Odell defender, and it's funny because I've ripped him in the past before. You got to be on. But now it's to the point where it's like, bro, yeah, Yeah. if you take $95 million from them, you got to show off hydrated. You can't tell them, I don't drink water. I don't eat. Like, what's he going to do? He's going to eat Burger King. He's like a kid. He's going to be Burger yeah. King in the room. He's going to go, I don't eat fruit or vegetables. Like, you knew this when you gave me the $95 million. <laughs> I got to go see the Colonel for the $5 snack. And then the guy's going out there running patterns. He no, really is just one of these water. guys, Cam, that it's just like yeah. it's. He just doesn't care. He's no, but it's just he's it's so just, good anyways. Like, he probably, he's yeah, not drinking water. He probably is eating at Popeye's and stuff. Like, if a guy doesn't drink water, it's clear he's not a health nut. Obviously, he's not a health nut. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's 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 actually crazy. And because look at the level you said it that he plays at. He plays at an elite level now. Imagine if he actually ate healthy and drank water. <laughs> what kind of specimen he'd be? He'd be amazing. This is what it's come to. It's There's actually wrong, a video. Though. People are like, "Here's here's Hotel drinking what appears to be water, and he's struggling with it. <laughs> he doesn't he like can't it. Handle water. Like, dude, you got ninety five million. Like. I, I know the feeling, too. I didn't like water. I never drank water, but I was so dehydrated, too. It caused it. me I, stomach I, problems. I, so Gabe, now you got to force it down. Water. Even if you don't like it, you just got to drink yes, it anyway. Yes. It's not like you're drinking nails or, like, like it's water. I, it's I not like drinking prune juice. It's amazing. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know what the doctor told me. Apple cider vinegar. I took a shot of this stuff. I wanted to puke. It's like, oh, if you, if you take this stuff in the morning, you're going to eat less. Yeah, I don't like drinking vinegar. That's different. I'm drinking vinegar. Water versus vinegar. Like, give me a break. <laughs> there's there's no excuse What's for What's your problem actually? with drinking like, vinegar? None, you put all kinds of vinegar on fries. You were eating salt and vinegar chips yesterday. Yeah, when you wake up, you don't want to do shooters of vinegar, Gabe. It's just for those things. It'll it's, get you going in the morning. to really help you, though. Yeah, it'll wake you up. Yeah. Why, why, why? What, the apple cider vinegar? Yeah, I'm going to just drink straight vinegar. Pack, packs. <laughs> Crush them like shots. I was plow. I, I was plowing vinegar for a while. Not good for your stomach. You know, you think water's bad for your stomach? Try a bat bat full of vinegar. That's fun. <laughs> Ridiculous. Game time decisions. Red Eat and Rage Radio. Babano joins us next. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. Game time decisions continues. Level two. Kawhi Leonard says we have a long road before we even think ever think about matching up with the champion. Golden State Warriors. We're not final competitors right now, says Kawhi Leonard. Like this, Kawhi Leonard's uh, keeping it real in the Raptors like room, trying tough, to set an example. Tough love. You're damn right, Morant. There's no getting excited about beating Cleveland by 12 points with no LeBron. 
Hey, I, I agree with you 100%. Keep it real. Keep you got to keep the fires burning. Hungry. I like what Kawhi said after Hungry. the game the other night too. And I've always said this about the Raptors. And Kawhi's a smart guy, and he says it publicly. You can tell that this guy's a real leader. You know, for a guy that doesn't talk, he seems to when he talks, he says smart things. Yeah. So he was saying, uh, he said we didn't play well tonight, and uh, he said the only reason we won is because we were more skilled and we're more focused. And I've always said that. That's why the Raptors hit the wall in the playoffs all the time. Like, the Raptors try hard. Like, they really do. They're one of the hardest-working teams in the National Basketball Association by far on a nightly basis. Like, they consistently show up in regular season games. But by the time the playoffs come, number one, they're a little bit tired. And number two, they don't really have another level to raise it to. They've been playing at a high level. Like, they play at an 8-on-10 every night in a regular season. It's very impressive. Then you get the other teams that are playing it, you know, on six on tens in the regular season, and then they crank it up a notch, and it's like, oh shit, the Raptors don't have that next not, you know, that next level to crank it up to. You know, that was a thing. Like they would hang with the Cavs, and the Cavs would ah, just raise it up a notch, and we couldn't keep up with that. So it, it's interesting that Kawhi Leonard, who is a champion, an NBA Finals MVP, and um, an MVP candidate this year in the league, uh, can set that example. Uh, for everybody. All right, so let's bring Babano in. Let's just let, let people know. BetDSI celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and saving betting site. Great customer service. Play virtually every sport over at BetDSI. Live in-game wager on all major sporting events. BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com. Promo code FNTSY. Head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. And you can take Babano's picks uh, that... Uh, he gives over at rightwager.com. What's up, Babano? Yeah, good to be with you guys. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi Leonard's got the right uh, frame of mind here uh, for the Toronto Raptors. You know, it's game 182. You beat the rebuilding Cleveland Cavaliers at home. There's going to be a lot of tough challenges on the way, a lot of adversity you're going to have to fight through, new coach, uh, new players. Uh, you're going to have to battle through injuries at some point. Yeah, it's a long way to go before you can uh, envision yourself being the team you hoped you're going to be in the spring. It's a real marathon. This, yeah, look, the, the NBA Finals are in Gabe, June. Po- Here we are in October. Gabe, to your point, they've never had a guy like that, too. Like, even on the team. Not like since Charles Oakley. Was there, it was like more showtime. Yes, Charles Oakley, very good. Charles Oakley was one of those guys, he you know, light a fire under a guy's ass. It's like, come on, man, let's get real. And that's the, that was their perception as soft. So you're right. Not just Leonard, you know, he's going to bring it with the, with the skill set. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I love what he's saying right now. Never get complacent. These guys got a lot to prove. Yeah, well, he's just, he's being realistic, right? You know, in past years, the Raptors yep. will play well, and yep. even DeMar and Kyle, we got a chance, we got this. But why yeah, say, no, yeah, you don't yeah, got a shot? BS. It was yeah. almost like uh, like Kevin Durant. And there's another level, and people, you know, these guys are kind of going to be jerks when they're that good, but, you know, C.J. McCollum did the podcast this year, and Kevin Durant was on it. And Kevin Durant said, or McCollum said, man, you know, when I saw you guys got Boogie Cousins, I just thought, man, this is just unfair now. And Kevin Durant said it was already unfair before. Why do we have, like, cousins now? <laughs> and because, and then McCollum said, well, you know, we can play with you guys. And, you know, we had injuries. And Kevin Durant just point blank said to him, he goes, dog, you don't ever really think you you're going to win a title in Portland, do you? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, why can't we? He goes, because you won't and you can't. He goes, you just, you're not good enough. Your team's not good enough. He's like, it's you and Lillard. He goes, what do you got? He goes, you're not winning. And then, like, McCollum got pissed off. It was like we were the three seed. And Durant said, exactly. Like, McCollum said we were the three seed all proudly. We were the three seed in the West. 
And KD started laughing. He goes, exactly, man. Yeah. He goes, you're the three seed. That's you who you win. are. And then, like, exactly. Kevin even said to him, he goes, you're not mad, are you? Like, he goes, I'm just telling you the truth. And then after, McCollum called him a bitch after and stuff. Like, once KD left, he goes, oh, it's easy to win a championship when you jump uh, jump teams and, like, you know, we're, we're different in Portland. But KD was telling him like it is. It's like we, you and me and Big Man were talking the other day about the uh, Nevada Wolfpack. 12 to 1 to win a national title. They ain't winning a national title. Mountain West team ain't winning a national title. It's not happening. Exactly. It's it's not happening. So, you know, I I like the reality of this. All right, so, Babano, two college football games tonight. They're both crappy. Um, What about Boise State? You want to lay 24? Actually, you got Yale and Pennsylvania, too, but screw the the Ivy League. You want to lay 24 (laughs) points with Boise State? I don't. Not even close. I'm, I'm actually on the other side in that game. Uh, Boise State's 4-14 four and 14 ATS, their last 18 home games, the days of them being that team you would fear and quake in your boots betting against them on the blue turf. Those days are long gone. That was back in the Chris Peterson days. The last three seasons are on a 4-14 four and 14 ATS run at home. I don't trust them laying this number. They were life and death to survive against Nevada last week. The injuries are mounting on defense for Boise. They lost two of their better defenders two weeks ago, David Moa uh, and DeAnthony Pierce in the secondary. And that defense got gashed by Ty Ganji last week. Again, barely hanging on to win that game. There were two touchdown favorites. They didn't even come close at any point uh, to covering the number in that game. And don't look now. Colorado State, I'm not saying they're good. I'm not even saying they're okay, but they're playing with some jump. They're playing with some life. They're 2-0 and straight up and against the spread since their bye week, which they badly needed to get some injuries back, to get the offense back together, to get the defense to play a little bit better, which they did in a nice win against New Mexico yesterday. Uh, and they're 2-1 and in Mountain West Conference play, and the players are talking like, we can still have a great season. You know, we're 2-1 and in the Mountain West now. Uh, we can still make something of our season, and uh, that's the kind of attitude I like to hear when you're catching 24 points going on the road to a still uh, not an easy environment to play. But Boise's been overvalued. They've already lost their two big games that they really... Boise have know, never been good home favorites. Into. Too many points. Yeah. Yeah, and they've, yeah, they've already dogs. lost their... They're horrible home favorites. And they've already lost their two big games this year, Oklahoma State and San Diego State. So there's a mental thing starting to creep in with this team, especially in this price range, laying 24. So I'm on Colorado State. Again, this is a team that's full season numbers don't identify what they've done the last couple of weeks. They're starting to put some things together there. Air Force are now down to nine and a half cam against UNLV, and this is a pretty bad UNLV team. They, you know, they, they lost Air Force? To, they lost to th- by 36 to New Mexico a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Exactly. Last week, they got exactly. tattooed by about 31, I think it was, to Utah State on the road. UNLV are just they're falling apart. Sanchez just can't keep this thing together right now. They don't have their quarterback. They're overwhelmed. They can't stop anybody. I know Air Force isn't a very good team, but UNLV won't be able to stop the run. The game's going to go over the number, actually, but I'll lay the points with Air Force and take the over. Yeah, I don't, I'm not crazy about laying the points, but I'd have to if I had to play a side in this game. UNLV looks uh, disheartened, completely uh, broken uh, physically, mentally. I mean, that game against Utah State, uh, you, they got up early, and then when things started to go south in that game, uh, it was just over. Uh, and you could see it in the body language on that UNLV team. And the backup quarterback to Armani Rogers has not played well. I know he got some garbage points last week against Utah State, but when the game was there to be had, uh, he did not put his best foot forward. The defense has been on the field too much. They've been gassed. So, you know, Air Force still laying this kind of number on the road scares you a little bit. They just take the air out of the ball. They've the clock. 
uh, with that triple option, but they should be able to get whatever they want on the ground and grind out a double-digit win. I'd still lean Air Force. Yeah, you guys saw it, too. Uh, Utah State blew out like BYU. Air Force played with them in that game. They lost by 10, 42, 32. They smoked Navy by 28. And at San Diego State, they lost only by four. Like, we got to give the Air Force Falcons a little bit of credit here. I'm with you, Babano, like, nine and a half looks a lot of the road guys, but, uh, you know, I won't be taking UNLV up as nine and a half as a road, as a home pooch, I can tell you that. Air Force is playing better football recently. I thought Babano was going to respond, but... Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't know what's going on there. I, thought, I was waiting. I know we apologized for the dead air for a second, but... I thought I was going to... He said, hey, Babano. Hey, exactly. Hey, so hey, you hey, said Babano. Babano's name in the comment. <laughs> Babano, Babano's a handicapper. He's not, you know, he's not a... He's, yeah, 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 he's not a, a seasoned radio vet such as yourself, Cam. Like me too. I, I, I was like, all right, he, he put it on the tee for Babano. He said, so Babano. Babano, you, you always got to leave us hanging at one time, don't you? You can't get through one interview without like some sort of leaving us hanging, can you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got to leave the radio stuff to the professionals. But uh, no, Cam's got a good. And the best part is that Babano will scold like the SBR guys about being pro broadcasters later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Air Force has played good football. They took San Diego State down to the wire, no question. I, they're certainly playing better than I thought they would this season, no question. I give them credit. And uh, they're probably going to be able to take care of business here. All right, so tomorrow we got Michigan and Michigan State early in the day. Oh, the big one, game. The big tough. one, this buddy. really tough, yeah. this game for me. What a game. It, it pains me to too. Pains early me. start. pains early me to start. say it. Yeah, I know, early start, Kevin. Yeah, Michigan so, State's the play. It pains Michigan me to say State's it, but... Uh, you can't be laying seven with Michigan on the road like this. It's a bad, you know, it's just it's a rivalry yeah. series. It always has been. It's a dog, uh, true, the dog uh, series as well. Michigan State are a pretty good team. They just they they freaking hate Michigan. Like they hate Michigan more than Michigan hates them, and it shows oh, when they play. Time. Like Michigan State, like this very is good their, point. This, like Michigan want to beat Ohio State, but Michigan State want to beat Michigan. So Michigan, yes. I've always had a hard time matching that intensity level. Yet now there's a lot at stake. I think Michigan survived, but you can't be laying seven. Not given the track record. What is it? Ten straight covers, I believe, for Michigan State head-to-head against Michigan. It's an unbelievable run that they've had point spread-wise. But I think Michigan's still the better team this year. Uh, I've been anti-Michigan State most of the season. Uh, I'll take, say, Patterson over Brian Lewerke. Uh, I think they have a better defense. I think they're a little bit healthier. Michigan State's had a ton of injuries. L.J. Scott's been out. The offensive line has had a different starting O-line every week this season. That's not good for continuity, and they're still banged up along that O-line, which is not good against this Michigan defense. This has to be the, the spot, the matchup, where Michigan finally uh, gets the better of Sparty. But you're right about laying seven, Gabe. It's tricky. It's a leap of faith. Uh, this is a team that doesn't win on the road a lot, let alone win by margin against the upper echelon foes that they face on their schedule. Uh, so I'm going to have to see it before I believe it, but I think this is the time Michigan uh, has to get the job done. I mean, I don't love laying the number, but this has got to be the time. I still think they're better than Michigan State, and now's the time to prove it. My deal, my deal is yeah, just but, Michigan. Yeah. Michigan's just not a very good uh, a road team. And, you know, they yeah, never have been a good road game. Like, you look at the game against Northwestern, they won the game, barely. Yeah, they yeah. came, but they, they were down in that yeah, game. Yeah, by they three struggles. Exactly. They get, yeah, exactly. They get challenged on the road in these spots. Now, they lost at Notre Dame to start the season. So, basically, look, they're in their two road games. They lost by seven, and they won by three. I just expect another close game on the road here. And I'm a Michigan fan. Like, you know, I just, I don't see us blowing them no, out. No, you got to be... Re- 
That's good. You got to be a realist, right? You're a fan, but you know that when this, when historically when these guys get together, it's a tight game. Laying seven's tough. I'd, I'd take the seven. You know what? I can't. I'm not convinced Michigan can cover seven because somehow, some way, every year, their life and death to win the game at all against Michigan State, let alone win by margin. But I'm really wondering how Michigan State moves the football in this game. I really am. I mean, that old line is patchwork. Uh, going into this game and you're facing a Michigan defense that is very good starting to peak at the right time they played better uh, lately Michigan State has to keep this close if they're behind 10 14 that's trouble and actually they might be worth a bet live in game uh, if Michigan gets up by a big margin because I don't think Michigan State's got the health on offense or the quarterback right now to come from behind if they're down big well, Babano, I'll give you a lot of credit with the, your Oregon Ducks pick against Washington. That actually cost me a huge parlay letting my – see, Gabe, I let my fandom get in, uh, in instead of my brain. I went with the Huskies thinking, eh, Oregon well, might a be a good game. home dog. Could have went now, either way. That's a, it, was, it, it was a tough game. went to overtime. But now we go to Pullman. Go Cougs time. They get to host ESPN game day. That's big for a place like Pullman. This is a huge game for Washington State. They're favored by three. And Oregon coming off that emotional win against the Washington Huskies, Babano. I'm with Washington State. Uh, what do you, what's your opinion on this game? Should be a good one. I like the two teams. I like the two quarterbacks. I like the two offenses, and I don't really love betting against either one of them right now. But the spot players are going to like Washington State. There's no question. The people that look at the spot, the scheduling situation, it's definitely an edge. You're a spot player, Ken. Yeah, I'm a spot player. You got it. Spot player. That's right. No, the spot. It's a good Washington State spot. It's a dubious Oregon spot. I mean, Oregon's off the huge overtime win against Washington. Uh, They battled back to win that game. I was impressed with the Oregon offense in that game. It was a good Washington defense and. Uh, Justin Herbert and company were still able to move the ball. They suffered a key old lineman injury in that game, too, and they still moved the ball in overtime and got the win and got the game-winning touchdown against a good defense. So that should bode well. I, I actually don't like the trajectory of Washington State's defense the last few weeks. They've given up big points, USC, hell, even Oregon State. Uh, really move the ball and put up a lot of points against Washington State. I think Oregon's going to score, but Oregon's pass defense is not good. It's the weaker part of their defense. We know that's what Washington State does pretty much exclusively is throw the football. And boy, has Gardner Minshew been throwing the football? He's been great. Uh, great fit because he ran air raid. You know, you said he was going to be a stud, and he's turned out to be really good. I don't know what it is with uh, Leach and Washington State quarterbacks, Luke Falk, and Minshew's been amazing. He has been, and he's a great fit, Cam, because he ran that air raid pass attack at East Carolina uh, before he transferred to Washington State. So it's a perfect system fit. He knows it well. Uh, He's ran that kind of similar type of offense before, and he's thriving in it. So you know where I'm going when I say all what I've said about this game. I'm looking over the total. Over. Seven and a half. Definitely going to see points. And remember, last year you're going to see under, and it was 33-10. Maybe scares you off. Well, there was no Herbert. It was Burmeister at quarterback in that game for Oregon, and he, he just couldn't play. It's simple as that. Uh, that's all there is to it. If you watch that guy play, he was terrible for Oregon at the quarterback spot last year when Herbert was injured. Uh, that's not the case now. And I've seen some Oregon-Washington State totals going back to the Chip Kelly days that were in the 70s and 80s. Seems like a little bit of a discount here at 67 and a half. Ian Cameron, rightwager.com. We'll take a quick break on the Fantasy Sports Network here. Uh, we'll hit some NHL. NFL, college football. We got NBA on the card tonight. Great time of the year to be a sports better. Damn right. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Down with the Raging Redhead Cam. Stewart Ian Cameron, sportsmemo.com uh, with us as well. Steve Merrill joined us earlier. We'll get into some DFS a little bit later on. We've got three games in the National Hockey League. We're talking college football. We've got two games. We've got a Major League Baseball game as well. Before we move on, uh, Babano, do you have a, a college pick that you want to share with us, or are we done with college right now? Uh, we're going to go with a... Uh total here with NC State and Clemson. 57.5 is the uh, total in this game. NC State is a team I said coming into the season or thought uh, that their offense was going to be really good with Ryan Finley. He's a senior quarterback. He's very good passing attack this team has, uh, and he really has shown it so far. He's been excellent. The one weakness for Clemson is their pass defense. Their defensive front is phenomenal. It's as good as it gets, but NC State's got one of the better offensive lines in the country. So I think they could sort of withstand that pass rush, give Finley some time. And he's going to, I think, be able to make some plays against a young secondary for Clemson. But I've got issues with NC State's defense as well coming into this game. They've masked it pretty well so far. Uh, it's been a pretty decent defense based on the results. But they still lost a lot on that defensive line. I think this is a game where Travis Etienne, the tremendous running back for Clemson, really wreaks havoc on this NC State team. And, of course, Trevor Lawrence in the passing game with that arm of his, uh, he's going to do some damage. This is the game where I think NC State's defensive, I guess, personnel loss from last year finally comes back to bite them just a little bit. Uh, this total has gone up. It was 55, 56. It's 58 now. I agree with the move. I think this gets into the 60s. It was 38-31 last year between those two teams. I think it'll be in the 60s again on Saturday. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano with us. Uh, RightWager.com. All right, uh, so we got the baseball game tonight. Uh, Dodgers and Milwaukee Brewers. Tough game here. Uh, Milwaukee are a very good home team. Dodgers one win away from punching a ticket to the World Series. Wade Miley started the game the other night. He only went five pitches. He's going to be starting again this evening. I would imagine he's probably going to pitch an inning or two. And then Council will, will start to do his thing, which is um, which is, is kind of risky. Got a couple of, uh, couple of Cougars uh, saying hi over here. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. That's nice, Moritz. Yeah, get the Cougars in there. It's hey, tough to I'm gauge because, like, yeah. Distracted pause uh, ended up happening. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough to know because they, you know, there's like it's the happy hour now, so they're walking right past the studio, yeah. and there's a like glass, so everyone looks in, and I look up, and sometimes they're smoking hot chicks, and I look up, and I make eye contact, and they just sort of give you a dirty look and keep on walking. Or sometimes you look up and they're all like waving and all smiley. So you never know, right? So it seems like the older women are a little friendlier, to be honest. But I guess that's because I'm older. Oh, def- 
Definitely Marenzi. You you know that. That's 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 uh, that's the the chicks one oh one there. Uh, yeah, yeah. older women will give you more and more time. Younger, eh, not so much. All right. Uh, Corey Parson was telling a story today. He goes, It's good to date uh, Cougar because uh they like to have sex and go to bed early. He goes, Young chicks are a pain in the ass. They want to stay up all night and stuff. Yeah, and you gotta feed, give them attention at midnight you know if you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gabe. Corey's full of shit. My girlfriend puts me to bed every night. No, nah, no, nah, but your girlfriend's an anomaly. <laughs> He's not a good example. Yeah, a good point. <laughs> yeah, she stays up late. Yeah, she's not an example. I see that Christian Yelich is just three for 20 um, in this series. Doesn't have any extra base hits. That's a big problem for them. You, you talked earlier, Babano, about spots. Well, situational spot-wise, it's a good spot for Miami, for Milwaukee, but can they take advantage of it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to bet them to take advantage of it and force Game 7. I, I, I'm going to go down with Milwaukee. If they lose, so be it. But Wade Miley has given up one unearned run in 18 innings against the Dodgers and three starts against them. It's hard to believe, but it's true. One unearned run in 18 innings against the Dodgers uh, this season for Wade Miley. So for some reason, he's uh, bamboozled this lineup. Uh, we'll see if he can do it again tonight uh, against this uh, L.A. team. Ryu, like that, bamboozled. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bamboozle. You got to vary the grammar every now and then. Yeah, you got to change it up. Like, do you watch like Deja Vu TV or something like uh, like or? Yeah, it's yeah. like Babano's. Yeah. It's like Babano's <laughs> like vocabulary sort of got cut off around like 1986, <laughs> and you're even younger than this. So it's like you, like you watch Leave It to Beaver, and like you do you watch a lot of the classics. <laughs> I do. Lots of 60s, 70s, and 80s television fair in my lifetime, Gabe. You're yeah, exactly. Right like, yeah, you and talk, you talk like you, broadcasters. You talk yeah, like you're favorite. Matlock or something. Yeah, exactly. Matlock. Yeah, you really bamboozled, uh, you know, Matlock in front of the court. He bamboozled you, jury. Matlock. Mr. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. He bamboozled yeah. you. Hey, Gabe, Matlock was a great guy because everyone thought he was a dope, but he was really smart. He played the stupid card. Yeah, yeah. It really worked for him. Yeah. But it's like Babano, that time you left us to dry when you answered the door. And instead of just coming back and you said, I don't know, man, it was like some sales guy or something. They were selling something. You're like, yeah, well, they were canvassing. 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 Canvassing's a good one. Yeah. Babano's got, yep. uh, he's hooked on phonics, man. He knows what's going on. Usually I'll use either canvassing or you're a peddler. You're a peddler if you're uh, trying to sell something and solicit. Yeah. 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 A, a, a peddler of wares, right, Babano? That's right. Yeah. Canvassing and peddling. Canvassing <laughs> 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 and peddling. That's honestly the two words I use. Babano yeah. talks like a grandmother. Struggling. He talks like a grandma. I really like it, Gabe. I love it. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, you I like lo- the Brewers? I'm almost thinking the same I like way. Milwaukee. I think yeah. uh, I think the unders the worth a look too. Uh, I think the unders worth a look. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Milwaukee game. here. I should point out too, my favorite announcer, one of my favorites, is Doc Emmerich, and you need a thesaurus whenever that guy's uh, doing a game. He's got a million <laughs> words he uses. Doc Emmerich stresses me out. We were just talking about yeah. this. He's good, but he's too. He's too. He's too. He's too, he's too crazy. He's fired up. Yep. You want monotone Jim Houston instead? Be my guest. Knock yourself out with that. Great save. Great save, uh, Longo. Yeah. Yeah, the thing, yeah, it's it, it's almost like Houston now it's not even real. It's like a shtick. Like everything like like, nothing comes like it's it's not natural. Like it's not na- you're watching the game going. It's like it's kind of like he's just kind of going through the motions with the same inflections. Like it never changes. It's crazy. Yep. It's yeah, actually yeah, it's, it's actually nuts. It's a little, little yeah, monotone. Gabe, thank you. Little, yeah. little All right, great Babano. Broadcaster. Like, he's good. got great voice. Great voice. Though. NFL football, Babano. What do you like this? Yes. Week? Give us NFL a game or two. NFL football. I like Baltimore. 
against New Orleans, a better defense. Uh, New Orleans is one of those rare NFL situations where Sean Payton's actually uh, lost uh, two of his last three against the spread off a of bye. So uh, off a of bye's not been as good to New Orleans as some teams. Ravens have been awesome defensively all season, especially in the second half. You know, New Orleans has got to go to this cold weather environment against a good defense. Uh, I think they're going to struggle. They've also got Klein and Lattimore banged up on defense. And Baltimore usually at home in this kind of price range, pick them, lay in a field goal or so. They've been very good in this range. I'm going to take Baltimore there. I'm going to take Buffalo uh, against Indianapolis here. I just can't lay seven, seven and a half here with a Colts team with that's given up, what, 37 points in th- or more in three straight games. That's a bad Colts defense. Now, I know it's Derek it's Anderson, so veteran quarterback, but you look at it, he's coming into a situation okay. where he knows everybody. He knows McDermott. He knows Dable. He was yeah. actually a quarterback in Cleveland when Dable was the OC there. It's a reun- re- reunion there. Uh, it's all this talk about he's got to learn the terminology and the system. It's not as big a learning curve for him in this kind of situation. So I think Buffalo hangs. It's an ugly dog type of pick, but Colts defense can't lay seven and a half. I'm convinced of it. Not what I've check, seen. Check, check up, Twitter, man? Gabe. He made, he up, made Babano Matt, Matt, Matlock. <laughs> Jesse Lapine made the bet. I heard. I heard Cam chuckling. Jesse Lapine is. Jesse Lapine's doing tremendous stuff with those images. Oh, I mean, he's amazing. doing incredible stuff. He made Big Man Donnie and I a rightwager.com like Sopranos kind of image. It was hilarious. Uh, he's oh, this he's guy's incredible too good, with Gabe. that. He's too good. Exactly. Have you seen it, Gabe? With all the paperwork, Matlock rightwager.com. I like when Pete Pete just tweeted it, Mister Furley or Rubano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, lovely. I don't know what you got going on down there, Jack. Not <laughs> Jack. Exactly. He did the one with you and Cam, the Browns image too. That's hysterical. That one. Oh, yeah, I, I, I laugh at those good. every time. That guy, he's a professional. He's the best. Oh yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mr. Furley, with you, Babano. I like. I love the Ravens too this week. You love the Ravens. Love them. Love them, love them, love them. One of the toughest games of the week, and you guys are both loving this game. Yeah. Hey, man, I I was wrong on some things, but, hey, guys, a little bit of credit. I I told you Dallas would beat Jacksonville last week. I feel it's the same type of situation. I think a lot of people are going to bet the Saints outside of that environment. Things are going to change. I think about the game before their bye week. Think about that the game before their bye week. That was the record-shattering moment for Drew Brees, for Peyton Manning's record, yeah. the euphoria, all the interviews, all the you know, just uh, just euphoria coming out of that game. Then a bye week, just in the afterglow uh, of all of that tremendous night that it was for them against Washington. I could actually see them throwing up a clunker, an absolute an absolute dud in this game. And even if they don't, I, I think so. Baltimore wins. Yeah. All right. You guys like uh, Baltimore. That game I'm, I'm a little worried of. You know that uh, Drew Brees has never beaten the Baltimore Ravens for. It's the only I team know, in the league he's I ever know. beaten. That's, that's, yeah. I know. I know. That, that's I know. Thick, and you know that's sticking in his craw, and he wants to do something about it. Yeah, well, the thing is, he's probably going to accomplish it since he seems to accomplish uh, pretty much everything. But He you, does a lot of good things. You're right, Gabe. You got yeah. that. Yeah, I agree as far as the Bills game. You know, you get Buffalo. This is the best quarterback uh, that they're going to have playing for them this year so far. So it's almost a plus. Tennessee and the Chargers. Everybody, you know, you would figure that everybody, everybody would be on the Chargers. And you know, you read message boards and chats in the public and stuff. And oh, you can't take Tennessee. Tennessee's offense is this. Tennessee's offense is that. And here we are. The numbers come down. So somebody's taking Tennessee. I like Tennessee. So do I. I think I don't love it, but. We're betting it because it's going to be on at 9.30 in the morning, and I think the Titans are the play here. What do you think, Babano? 
yeah, it's it's too inflated on the Chargers side, but uh, you just hope and uh, just hope that the offensive line for Tennessee uh, holds up. And obviously, they're not going to get 11 sacks the Chargers like Baltimore did last week, but that has to improve. Uh, there's no question. Part of me is concerned the Chargers are starting to get things going. Remember, this team had a lot of expectation coming into the season. They could win the AFC West, be a factor uh, in the conference. Started out a little sluggishly, but they got back-to-back wins. I know not the greatest of competition, Oakland and Cleveland, but you know Tennessee, are they leaps and bounds better than either of those teams? I'm not sure. That being said, I'd take Tennessee if I had to in this game. Again, not strong, but uh, Chargers in this price range, never something I'm excited to bet. No, the Chargers have a problem stringing together wins after win after win, etc. They've done a nice job. They're two losses to the two of the best teams in the National Football League. Uh, but, you know, we talk about situational spots. I just like buying the stock when it's low, and everybody's off the Tennessee stock right now. You said it, buddy. And they've They're hit rock bottom. Point. No, that was rock bottom no last week. No points at home. That was rock bottom. The Chargers are in big trouble this week. Tennessee's going to be fired up for this game. It's not. It's going to be a real battle, Gabe, and I don't care if it's the early game. It's probably going to be one of my bigger plays of the week. I'm all in on Tennessee. We need Derrick Henry to at least, you know, get a couple of first downs, man. More than 41 yeah, yards. You gotta, he's got to do something. Mariota, Mariota was their leading running back last week with 25 yards. That's how sick and bad their running game was last week. So yeah, they got to, they got to. It's it's time. Like even if you got to mix it up with a little Dion Lewis, you can't have that situation again. That was pathetic. Yeah, Baltimore's pretty damn good. They're deep. Minnesota and the Jet game. I like the I like Minnesota here. I liked it better at three than three and a half. I guess I'll buy, have to buy the the hook here. Um, total feels a little low considering both teams have actually just sort of gone up and down the field recently. Yeah, I was really liking the Jets early in the week, but these injury problems for them are really concerning me a little bit. Uh, with Terrell Pryor injured, Robbie Anderson injured at wide receiver. Uh, the secondary is just mashed by injuries. Marcus May, Tremaine Johnson, Buster Screen, uh, all of these guys not likely to play in that Jets secondary. So that's what the, that's part of the reason why I like the over so much last week, the Jets and the Colts, because I thought the Colts could pick apart that secondary. Kirk Cousins can pick apart this secondary. Who's going to who's going to match up against Thielen and Diggs in this injury depleted secondary uh, for the Jets? I'm not sure who it's going to be, and whoever it is, I don't trust them to shut them down. Uh, but I think Sam Darnold at home's played well this season, and he's playing with a little bit more confidence every week. I still think this Minnesota defense, and they got a couple injuries too. They're not quite what they've been the last couple of years. I'm a little bit more off the Jets side plus three and a half, but I'm still on this total. Uh, I think it goes over 45 and a half, 46, and uh, we see some points scored. But Ben, I want to ask you about Cleveland and Tampa Bay. I think this is another spread. Like, I know Cleveland got throttled by uh, the Chargers, but laying three and a half with uh, Tampa Bay, Cleveland's played a lot of good football this year. I'm taking the Browns with the hook. Uh, do you have an opinion on this game? Yeah, uh, Cleveland's another team banged up. Baker Mayfield uh, got hurt last week, although I think they expect him to go. Uh, we'll see if he's 100%. Tampa Bay, you always leave the door open for them after firing Mike Smith, the defensive coordinator, that they show you something for a change on defense. You know, they get rid of the D.C. Does everybody step up? I don't know if I see it, especially now with Gerald McCoy not going to play in this game. It's already a bad enough defense. It's already a secondary that hasn't stopped anybody this year that's been without Vernon Hargraves all year. Chris Conti's injured ever since he had that embarrassing stiff arm moment against Pittsburgh, uh, uh, injured due to a crisis of embarrassment more than anything else. But, you know, Tampa Bay laying points with their defense, I don't see it. I'd have to play Cleveland there. I'd probably have to play over the total as well. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bob Bano, 
Rightwager.com. All right, but Ben, before we get you out of here, CFL opinions tonight, big games in the CFL I saw you tweeting about. They're two huge games. Uh, Hamilton and Ottawa, this is for first place in the East Division. Uh, my Ticats and the Red Blacks, it's, they play in Ottawa tonight. They're in Hamilton against each other next week. Uh, these are the two games that are going to decide who's first and who's playing in the East Final at home. And, of course, the second-place team's got to play in the East Semifinal uh, instead. So big games for the Ticats and Red Blacks. We're, we're peaking right now. Our only two losses since Labor Day were Calgary. And a game against BC where we had a big lead and we just coughed it up late. That's it. I mean, we've played great football. Masoli has been excellent. Tasker and Banks at, the, at receiver have been great. The defense under Jerry Glanville, who I wasn't even sure was alive prior to this year still, uh, Jerry Glanville has actually gotten this Hamilton defense to play better each week. I think they win tonight. I'd rather take Hamilton this week than lay the big points with them at home next week. Uh, and uh, they already lost to Ottawa once this year, so... I think they want to avenge that. Edmonton-BC is the other big game. These two teams battling for the final playoff spot. One team's going to get in, one won't. Edmonton snapped a losing streak last week. They needed the win desperately. Mike Riley finally, after weeks of struggles, finally had a good second half against Ottawa to beat the Red Blacks. I think Edmonton might ride that. BC's been good at home this year, but something tells me that win maybe gets Edmonton going. BC's got a game in hand as well on Edmonton, so Edmonton really needs this one. I'll lean a little bit to the Eskimos as a slight road dog. All right, uh, Ian Cameron, A.K. Bobano. You can follow him on Twitter, at Bobano, uh, B-O-B-A-N-O. And uh, where can people find you, Bobano? Yeah, rightwager.com is where you can find me, along with Big Man on Campus and Donnie Wrightside. Check it out. All right, uh, Ian Cameron. Always a pleasure, Bobano. All right, guys, good luck this weekend. Have a good one. See you. What's up, Cam? You see, big. You see, big man crushing those weights. I was like, "Do you see that Twitter pick? That he had a lot of weight there, man. Like that guy, he's a pretty strong guy. Like he was crushing weights in the weight room. Yeah, hit, hitting, he's been hitting the gym. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I gave him a compliment. I say, "Hey, buddy, that's a lot of weight. Like he had those big discs, like you know, the old school weights. Like he was giving her Marenzi. I'm like the big man. He's uh, he's fired up. I got to give credit, man. I got to go hit a gym. Like he's doing more than us." Here's uh, Pie you Man. You work a lot, though. You have no excuse. Uh, it's me. It's me. I'm man, walking like 18 miles a day, man. Um, oh, that's fantastic. Ask uh, uh, Pie Man knows about uh, the apple cider vinegar. Spoon and bottle capsules work best. Apple cider vinegar. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to get the capsules. Liquid sucks. GTD continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Uh, it looks like Luke Rockhold is going to be out of his middleweight fight against uh, Chris Weidman. UFC 230. Madison Square Garden, UFC working on shuffling things around. Man, this card's uh, just a pure train wreck from day one. <laughs> you going? Uh, yeah, I plan on it. I plan on it. Nice. Actually, a lot, a lot of sports coming up uh, here. Um, it sucks. The Raptors aren't around for a long time. I have to look it up. I'll be in Toronto next weekend, actually. But um, really, yeah. In two weeks, the UFC is here. 
in New York. And um, then that week, the Montreal Canadiens play. Uh, the Canadians play like they do the little tour. I think they're playing the Islanders. I don't know if it's all three. It's two. It's two of the three. They're either playing the Devils yeah. and the Rangers or the Islanders. I think it's the Rangers and the Islanders they're playing back to back. I wouldn't mind checking that out. Maybe I've never been to a Ranger game, so Habs Rangers original six would be cool. I don't know. That's not for sure. Uh, I, you know, I'll probably end up not going to that, but. Um, the, the, so November the 3rd is the UFC, which is not this Saturday or next Saturday, but the following Saturday. And then the f- Saturday after that, Michigan play Rutgers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I got I to go see Michigan versus Rutgers. And then the next day, the Buffalo Bills are here. So it's like Michigan and the Bills, Saturday and then Sunday. So I'll be going Sports to, I'm going, yeah, a lot of football games. I'll be going to Michigan Rutgers on the Saturday and then the Bills and uh, the Jets NFL on Sunday. Yeah, you sent me that story, too, about that guy uh, who just fades Rutgers in Vegas making all that money. What was it, uh, Duffel Bag Boy? Great story. Yeah, I don't know. We should should we do, should do it again yeah. this week. Northwestern's laying 20 and a half, but it's in, uh... yeah, he's lost, though. He lost a lot of other money, too. The Duffel Bag Boy isn't the guy that's playing Rutgers, I don't believe. Another guy. Here it is. There's a story here on Yahoo. The nickname of Vegas Gamblers is almost as good as the t- as the tales about these wagering legends themselves. From Nick the Greek to Aeth Rothstein, um, which is a character, of course, in the movie Casino. There's no shortage of characters in Las Vegas right now. There's a new high roller in town. Duffel bag boy. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I think it's him. So, yeah, you're right. He has been fading. Rutgers. Yeah, but yeah. it's not like he's only doing that. Because the other day, Duffelback Boy lost. No, he does other stuff. He lost $240,000 on the Bears last week. I um, wrote that story. Yeah, one of Duffelback's favorite bets is fading Rutgers. The Scarlet Knights have only covered a spread once this season. Most of the odds makers at his favorite shops were respecting him to pound Maryland against Rutgers. Strangely, he didn't. And the Terrapins covered. He's bet against Rutgers steadily over the past two years and cleaned up. I'm truly mystified as to why he didn't play them last week. With as much as uh, he, yeah, as he has, I expect he'd blindly bet them. Uh, we'll see if he bets them this week against Northwestern. Wow. Some people are claiming that he won $1 million over the last two weekends. Really? Yeah. It's a bold statement. I'd like to see some proof. I know for a fact, I think it was at South Point last week, they, they stated the duffel bag... He had $100,000 on the Bears against the Dolphins. And he lost, and he had $150,000 parlay with the Bears in it that lost. There was a quarter of a mil. He's hitting the Rutgers. Like I said, I've heard, I, know, I don't know the guy. I don't know who he is. I haven't lived in Vegas in a couple of years, but I've been following, and I've been hearing about him and stuff. And from what I understand, he's not killing it. You know, he's just he's, he's out there. He's got money. I don't know who the hell the kid is. He's got money, evidently, but... From what I heard, he's not killing it. He wins, he loses, but he is betting big. There's no doubt about it. Like, he's, he is real. Yeah. He's showing up and hammering it. One thing I will, I do know, he had Army last week, and Army, uh, Army rolled. Like, our Army rolled. Yeah, his college picks are pretty good. Like, most of the time, they smash, but seems like, uh, you know, he should stay away from the NFL. That's when he's giving it back on Sunday. And the story that, you know, you talk about it, too, you know, when I when I saw it, we were like just on, on Twitter, Gabe. Like, so you're in Vegas, you're walking around, you're duffel bag boy, right? Hey, there he is. It's duffel bag boy with all the bricks of money in the duffel bag. I gotta believe you'd have to change your uh, 
MO a little bit or hire a bodyguard with the money that you're making. You would you figure can't be strutting around to all these places. Well, what's going to happen? He's, he's going to get jacked in a parking lot one of these nights. Yes, yes. People yes, are going to say, yes. you know what? Duffel Let's... Boys pushed his luck a little bit too much. Now he's getting, he's got ESPN <laughs> stories about him. Yeah, exactly. Like before, everyone exactly. sort of knows and maybe, you know, they're not going to do it, but. Now it's national and stuff. Like, now there's some guy probably in, like, Reno, like, on his way to Nevada right now to get Duffel Boy tomorrow, right? It happens. Like, pro poker players even get jacked up in the hallway and stuff. You know, put it this way. If I'm Duffel Bag Boy, I'm not – I don't like all this publicity. I don't want everyone knowing I'm walking around Vegas with a Duffel Bag full of money. Money? Exactly. And everyone knows he's betting $100,000 a game and $240,000. Yeah. He's probably got like $2 million in that bag because he's going from casino to yeah, casino. Guess, guess what's in the bag? Bricks. Like, yeah, that's the thing, Marenzi. Like, you're a target there. He With the money he's doing, he's got to hire security or he's got to change his looks. He's got to go incognito, lose the duffel bag, get a different, like, you know what I mean? Eventually, like, people are going to, hey, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's bad for business. Yeah, yeah you said it. Everybody and their mother knows now, man. That's bad for your personal health. All right, like, for all, for all he knows, for there. there's people following him right now, right? And they're saying, all right, where does yeah. Duffel Bag live? Right? Yeah. Like, it's not rocket science point. stuff, right? They're going to follow him no, around. It's not. Where does he live? What hotel yeah. does he stay at? He Where's his in? girlfriend? Where's, you know what I mean? Like, it's, if he has that much money, like I said, the guy from Five Dimes, this wasn't just... A random kidnapping, obviously. People did their research and realized, all right. Targeted. Yep. Yeah, this guy, this guy's worth it. I don't know who he is. You know, I, I don't know. We're not there. The only time I've seen the the, the, the guy with the bag is, is Floyd's guy. Like Floyd Mayweather. Like Floyd Mayweather's got He's a got guy. A- Floyd Mayweather doesn't go to the window. He's got guys that go, and they come in with a bunch of bags, too. But they, you know, like, same thing, like gym bags type thing. And they pull out, they have gym bags, and they got the money in, like, brown paper bags. And it's just sort of stacks of, like, 10000 you know what I mean? Like, $100 bills, 10000 They drop it in. They do the counting machine. They get the bets in and stuff. But if you notice, you just told the story. Floyd's got an entourage, at least, right? Duffel bag boy. You yeah, said Floyd's it, got the, the two guys says, are coming in with like, the money. They're yeah. surrounded by, like, six yeah, other guys, and they all have guns. That's... And this guy's doing it alone. Like you're, you, you said it. In today's world, you're playing with fire. There, like, there's not a lot of trustworthy people. People will jack people for like five, ten bucks, let alone a bag full of a couple hundred thousand dollars in there. Like, come on. Yeah, he's got to change it. Well, up. I heard he's, that's the thing. You, I, need a new, you need new patterns. I heard potentially the guy from from the book that's gone now literally had hundreds of millions of dollars. So someone knew that and. Same thing. The guy walked around like you or me. That's what somebody told yeah. me. They said, Renzi, he walked around like he was you. He used to go into bars and stuff, like alone and, you know. And he, I don't know if he didn't know that people knew he was that rich or he thought yeah. they didn't. But clearly they did, right? For sure. Clear, clearly they did. For sure. Like, and, and this whole thing, an anonymous game. Vegas gambler. Well, you're not very anonymous when Yahoo, Yahoo Finance are writing an article about you. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> You're the how anonymous are you? Like, we're exactly. talking about him on a national radio show. And everyone's known about exactly. Duffel Boy all year. Like, it's no secret, Duffel Boy. Duffel Boy. Duffel Bag Boy. I like Duffel Boy. It's better. The Duffel Boy. Duffel boy. <laughs> yeah, man. That's uh... Anyway, Gabe, you don't have to tell me and you. You're, you're playing with fire. Well, the question That's, is, do you uh, bet against Rutgers tomorrow? Everyone's playing with fire, though. That's the thing. Even me, I remember, like, you know, I remember once outside the Strat, somebody tried to get me. 
Um, I noticed that Palace Station is a lot of grifters there. And they'll watch and see. Like, one guy was trying to set me up, but I was smart. He sat down beside me, and I was cheering for a game, and I was pretty into it. And he sat down beside me, and he started cheering along like he had the Colts, too. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got the Colts, too. And then he started uh, asking me, how much you got on the game, man? Like, how much? You know, he goes, oh, I got this. How much do you have? But the guy's lying. So he tries to get people to, to say what they have on the game. So he's feeling you out. Yep. So basically, I, I blew the guy off, but he saw me high-fiving other people when the Colts won. So basically, he was lining me up. He's like, this guy's winning, and this guy's really into it. Like he's got the Colts. And then, boom, he came right, right up to me after, and he basically said, come on, man. He goes, I know you had $2,000 on that game. I saw you go to the window. He said, come on, man, give me $20. Give me $20. And then he started getting aggressive and shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like he was watching. Yeah. And then he even said to me, I owe him because he cheered along with me. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that one, too. Yeah. I Remember cheered along with you, man. You should, you should hook me up with $50 or whatever. Security was on his ass. They were like, hey, we told you, dude. You got to get out of here. And they, they kicked his exactly. ass out. But I've seen it at the Strat before where a guy will win at the table or something, and he's walking, and so, boom, some dude will just go up to him. Yo, man, you got any money? And if it doesn't work out well, man, they'll he'll just tell his boy outside to rob you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I remember the guys at the I, Strat. I gave money once to a dude at the Strat book. Man, the guy was pissing me off and stuff, and finally I was like, dude, here's 10 bucks. Like, F off. And the security came up. They're like, never give these guys money, man. Like, they're testing you and stuff. And they're going to, you know, that's, that's, that's you know their what the deal. worst is? You think, you think you're doing what, you know, hey, yeah, it's nice exactly. to get 10 bucks. You know what, next time? It's never enough. It's never enough. Yeah. Penny, now you're a target for these guys. Gabe, and they the know you thing. have money, and were, they know exactly. You, you, like, were, you were with me. You were with me. That guy was cheering for us. It was, a, it was the first day of the college basketball. It was Old Dominion versus Notre Dame. And the guy came up to me and you, same thing. And he's just, cheer, cheer, cheer. It's, it, it's the oldest move in the book. It's like here, buddy. Here's ten bucks to like stop. Like, remember, and then sometimes they'll cheer against you. And yeah, I give him ten bucks just to just to get away. And you know me, I used to be like, I'm pretty happy guy at the tables when things are going well. High fives with people. It's not like that anymore. You know what I mean? I just I just notice like when I'm at the El Cortez now, I quietly take my black chips, I put them in my pocket, looking around. You know, me and the one guy will be like, we'll still have a little bit of thing, but there's no yelling. But to be honest, Cam, no, yeah, it's yeah. the places you know, that you and I hang out. out. You know what I mean? This it stuff is. doesn't happen everywhere. Yeah, you go to the Bellagio. Yeah, there's grifters, but oh, the yeah, grifters yeah. are trying to the, the grifters are the hookers trying to shake down rich dudes and stuff. <laughs> you know what Very I mean? Very good point. Like where you where yes. you're at the El Cortez yes. and I'm at Hooters and I'm yes. at Stratosphere yeah. and we're shocked. Oh God, yeah, they'll rob you. Yeah, no shit, they'll rob you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're basically hanging yeah, yeah, out with a bunch of dudes work. that just got out of Clark County an hour ago. You are correct. <laughs> It's the locations we each select. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, no, no. Like Hooters is another one. I feel like home. I feel like home there, though. Hooters, Hooters is some shady people, bro. Really? I've only been to Hooters once to play some cards. I've never really hung around there. No, but, no. Uh, yeah, you didn't hang the remember? sports book. Yeah. No, the sports book. They're setting you up. It's it's bad. Like people like you get robbed bad, and it's not good. Really? I'm okay, really? and but even me, I saw. I was like, man, you got to get out of here. Like. Because it's a small room, and they can see. Everyone can sort of hear what you're playing. Yeah. So, like, dude, the, the walls have eyes, dude, everywhere, right? You think a guy's just sitting there having a drink, man. He's sure really do. just staring at the, the tickets, oh, and he's looking he's to see how much you, you won. He, yeah. I see it all the time at a FanDuel Sportsbook. People are like, oh, look, that guy just won 8K. Because they can see on the screen, right? Yeah. 
It's like you don't want people knowing that, man. But another thing is, is I was at no, I was at the Meadowlands a couple of weeks while I was there all the time. But I was a couple of weeks ago when I was there. It was like a Saturday night, and uh, so this guy, sort of a young guy too, tracksuit, sort of looked like a gambler, typical degenerate type sports guy, whatever. He walks out of the Meadowlands, and he's got a big yellow bag, sort of like uh, like an envelope. You know, you put photos in, like put important stuff. You know what I yeah, mean? Uh, like a cop, a Manila, yeah, yeah Manila like the cop envelope. file type. Yeah, you know, professional. Yep. He's got sort I of got yellow it. bag. It's full of money, and because he's got two security people walking him to his car, and I'm thinking that's the worst thing you can do. Like that's not helping you. Like that doesn't help you. Number one. How about you don't walk out with that big bag of money where everyone sees, oh, my God, he's got a big bag of money. Number two, how about you don't walk out with two security guards? Or if you walk out with two security guards, you fake it. and You tell them, pretend you're kicking me out like I'm drunk. You know what I mean? And you put yeah, the money in a bag and you act like you're a drunk guy and they're like, get the hell out of here. And then no one jacking you. I watched this guy and I saw these other dudes outside and everyone was just watching. And I was thinking, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm a talk show host. So I'm, not a, I'm not a hustler, but... You're in New York at the Meadowlands. Damn, like this. So they walk him to his car. Everyone now knows you're rich. And what? No one can just follow you out in your car and carjack you two minutes outside the track now? It's easily done. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, That's it's the, the thing, worst. Man. Like, I, the security walking you out when you win. I see it in Vegas, too. He win. They got big security around him. The worst thing you can effing do. It just puts a bullseye on your back. You got to, like, go out a back door. You never won. You don't walk out with a bag. You're not celebrating and yelling in front of people. You just shut up, man, and get to your room. You know. Another thing you people do if they're really savvy, they go with the they go with the security guard. They can write the. You know how easy it is today. You, you know a guy. You write down the license plate. They can get your information. Whatever he lives here. Da 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 da. Very simple. Like, oh, if you yeah, have the will easy. and the know how. Yeah, it's like come they on. They could just man. be in a like, parking lot and go, bro. Some guy just got there. walked up by security. He's driving a Cutlass. This is his license plate. He's going to be turning left here. Let's get let's jack him. And you know it's cash. He's got cash on him. For sure. But the thing is, like yep. I said, I wouldn't if you're walking out with security, you gotta pretend you're getting kicked out. You know what I mean? You do you play the game. Otherwise, like I'm telling you guys, you, you think you're tuning in right now, you think we sound paranoid. I lived in Vegas, man. People get jacked every every freaking night there, guys. Every night there, people get jacked in these casinos. Speaking of the cutlass, Gabe, uh, uh, today was the day. It's uh, it's official. It's done. Uh, I was going to ask, you ever, are those, those clothes ever make it to the charity yet? Or am I actually, we're going to get through a full yeah, month? I, yeah. Uh, how, how about a thank you, Cam? Like, I went in there, talked to the manager that said, this is from Gabe Morenci. Talked to him, handshakes. And, right, good uh, stuff. Sure we I appreciate get, it. Get these ones to the most uh, uh, needy kids. And I'm glad I went to that one. Gabe, you did a good job there. It's one of the locations. The lady told me they really needed the stuff. And I gave her all the jerseys. And she was, uh, you should have seen the smile, like ear to ear. Like, it actually made my day. I felt good. Me and this other guy walked out talking about, I go, my buddy just moved to New York. And, you know, I'm donating some clothes. And this guy was doing the same. And I'll tell you, that, that area, the, the kids are going to be really happy. So kudos to you. Yep. It's all taken care of. All the stuff I did it, buddy. It's done. That's good stuff. We appreciate it, Ken. The we cut, had a good people the, over at the, the Cutlass. Uh, the uh, very the nice Young Street there. Mission. The Cutlass. Eh? I tried, Gabe. I tried to get it started. Joe, tried, Portuguese Joe, tried to fix it. We called the guy. It's done. End of an era. You and Hainzer have seen that car before. That floating uh, couch. The, the 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 cutlass uh, more like a floating couch with wheels it's gone like the the uh, the junk guy goes here here here's 350 bucks I'll use it for scrap he took it away it's gone yeah so that's the end of that the end of an era buddy a lot of memories with that car lots of fun 
Cutlass. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that car, Rex? You're like, your car floats. I remember once I was driving, taking on Spadina. <laughs> so that's it's like it. those old school cars. Like, you know, <laughs> I miss that car. Here's Pie so Man saying, winning cash 101. It's a good course. Yeah, hopefully we have this problem sometime. Yeah. That, yeah, we have to win. I, I actually, I have. I, I, I did win a lot, too. I didn't wave it around, but I actually did, and it's no coincidence. The only time, we always warn people about hookers in Vegas. The only time the hookers in Vegas ever rolled up on me is the night I won the Super Contest. And I was stupid, Ken. I was waving money around in the bar. I was big, oh, look at me. I was like big shot. I had stacks. Next thing you know, I had hookers sticking their hands in my pants, but not in a good way. Like they were trying to pickpocket me and stuff. Of course they One chick rolled up on me, got all flirty with me. I fell for it. I didn't fall for it, but I was drunk. I was like, hey, baby, want a drink? Next thing I know, her friend's rolling up on me, and I literally caught her friend with her hand in my pocket. Like, I looked over. I was like, what the hell are you doing? And then I got kicked out. Security's like, you got to go, buddy. Game time decision continues. (laughs) 